The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Welcome, everybody, to episode 15 of Stories from the Sideline. With me, as always, my co-host, Matt Keogh. Matt, how'd you spend your bye week since no Bills football this week? Um, I didn't really do much, and it kind of felt boring. A little boring? I was going to say, it felt a little weird. I missed something. It felt a little weird, although the Cincinnati game, the Cincinnati-Baltimore game, I thought was really cool. Yeah, too bad we had both those QBs. And I put in Lamar Jackson instead of Joe Burrow. Yeah, and somebody uh, messed up. We did, yeah, but ours wasn't close. Didn't we get blown out? Like I don't think it would have mattered. We would have had a chance. Eh, it's all right. I'll forgive you this time. My, Matt's my general manager at uh, fantasy football because I pretty much missed everything about that fantasy football league. Yeah. Um, and with us today, uh, his second time on the sideline here, uh, Rich Morano, coach of Niagara Falls uh, girls soccer, coach of the track and field program. Also, you guys should remember him from Next of Kin. Um, Rich, how are we doing today? Okay, thanks for having me again, even though we, we, we did a, I screwed up a technical thing when I was supposed to be helping you <laughs> a couple weeks ago. But That's that's the lost episode. Yeah, the, the lost the episode. The lost episode, yes. We're going to find out like how the to... the Honeymooners. There's that's gonna right. going to be, you know... We're going to find out how to get it from the MIDI track onto yes. an audio track. 100,000 subscribers, then we'll show it. Oh, <laughs> that's, hey. that's the thing you learn from your parents that, like, you, you know, you're not as smart as you think you are. Like, that was my dad's thing. He would say that to me <laughs> once in a while. And, and this is one of the times he proved it, you know, so. So, so thanks for still letting me come in. No, not so, a problem. Not a problem. It. Thank you for, thank you for coming in, but. Hey, I always tell, you know, I was always told uh, that's how you learn, by making mistakes, by messing up. And even, I didn't know, I, hey, when you came in, I, if it wasn't for you even, I wouldn't have known to insert anything because literally the laptop was blank. So it would have been me calling Matt or trying to get a hold of somebody. Uh, what do we do? How do we set this up? Well, it's funny. Zach Squared, which is my son's podcast that just started, I think, on the third episode, they came in the other night and I couldn't come in. So I actually made directions and sent them to them. <laughs> like, here you go. Here's the directions. Like, I actually did like a like a handout, <laughs> like, a, like a high school teacher. Hey, now, worst case, now we know how to set right. everything up. Set yeah. the audio track, not the MIDI track. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> All right. Um, gentlemen, I'm coming in hot. Before okay. we talk our Bills talk, um, I was Matt and I were talking our last episode. We had our – it was the day before our Pioneer game – uh, Kenny's Pioneer game, and I'm not taking any way anything away from Pioneer because they played a fantastic game. Uh, we ended up losing three nothing. I thought their girls and their coaching staff and everybody there was uh, very professional. Uh, their girls, you know, earned their right onto the next round. I don't want to take anything away from them, but and again, I hope some officials are listening. Can we please, please, please do something about these soccer officials because it's getting ridiculous. Um, I'm sorry. I'm, and again, I'm not taking anything away from Pioneer. They played their hearts out just like our girls did. But it was absolutely ridiculous. At one point, our girls were getting shoved 10 yards down the line, 10 yards away from the ball, getting shoved, getting pushed off. Our girls come near Pioneer, 
just breathe on them, and we're getting flagged. One of my girls, in fact, Rich, I don't know if you remember her, Kaylin Weber, number 23. Yep. One of the nicest girls you will ever meet. So respectful, doesn't say boo to anybody. Got a yellow card because <laughs> there was a there was a there was a call, and again, it had gotten to the point where I almost stopped screaming on the sideline because it was coming on deaf ears. Kaylin asked, "Sir, what was the call?" He said, "Walk away. Don't say anything." She turned away and said, "Okay." Turned away. He gave her a yellow card for quote insubordination, which was absolute garbage. And again. Insubordination. This, insubordination. Like, insubordination. I, I didn't realize that was even a thing. I know. Apparently, you can get a yellow card for insubordination. Okay. Which is... I mean, I know you can... I, I, I'm i being facetious. No, but, but... It feels like it's something like you'd get like in third grade from your... Yeah. Like, you know, like the principal said you, you know, didn't take your... Put your pink jacket back in your lock, your cubby. I'm giving you a... Yeah, insubordination penalty. What does that you, mean? And even even though when you, you know, got the, it, the when you got it with is... a first grader, though insubordination, yeah. you'd at least call your teacher a poopoo head or something. <laughs> you wouldn't just say okay and turn away. Maybe that's what she should have said. You're a poopoo head. <laughs> Maybe that's how we should respond to the. It's it's you know the problem is is that um and I and I was a certified official. And as I, was I. As and was I. And I did it for a little while, and then I had to leave the room, and I just didn't like the culture of the meetings with that's why I got out of it. I, I, and I'm going to say, I have some very, very good officials that I work with when I did it. And like rich Fisher is by far, I think one of the best officials I've ever worked with. He's a Buffalo West New York official and he's just great. He's great with the kids. And even when he's wrong, um, he'll own it. Someday, maybe not in the middle of the game, he'll come back. You know what? I blew it. I I thought about it. You're probably right. I probably like, you know, but you know, it's, I'm not perfect either. And that, and then I don't, I don't expect him to change the middle of the game. Nobody's ever going to change the middle of the game, but I mean like, but just make some adjustments in how you're doing it. Like, and you talked about the one day, like the guy that didn't even move, you know, like he was sitting in a chair basically on the field and like, didn't move more than five yards in one direction, but but he's still calling offside. Like, Oh, absolutely. 30 yards away from the field. And I like when they go like, that's a rule. They they send they send the thing like it's a rule change in eighteen forty three. Like they 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 try to quote things that are like oh my. And I'm again, I've I got some really really good officials, and most of the time I don't have major problems. I expect one blunder, but so do I expect from my kids and me. So I I can forgive the one, you know. But when it just gets worse and worse, and then they get angry, you know. I'm sorry. Like they they have to find a way to be the calm ones. That's their job. Like the coach's job is almost to lose his marbles. Like it's almost like his job. Like I don't because it just doesn't. I doesn't. I just don't do it anymore. But I used to be that guy, but not anymore. You know? I kind of. Well, I, I I get driven to that point in games at times. I, I've and, seen and it. You've seen. So you know, I, you've I, seen. Have, I have seen it. It's uh, it's not a pretty sight. I, I I like to think it takes a lot to get me to that point. It did, and and I'm and I witnessed it twice because we've coached against each other many times now, and I've and I've seen it and. I, and to be honest, I don't think I'm not faulting you for for doing what you did in those circumstances. I understand why you did. I may not have agreed with your interpretation, however the call might have been, but I can understand why you went to the mat or whatever on that because that was that bothered you. Absolutely, and, you know. Now and and again, it takes a lot for me to get to that point, but. And especially, I'm going to go back to this pioneer game when you have a referee when your girl goes in. 
on a clean, not even a clean shoulder tackle, just on getting her her shoulder on a girl, getting position on the ball. The girl, other girl didn't even foul or didn't even fall. My girl's getting called for a penalty because she's perfect shoulder to shoulder. She's not lifting the arm. She's right on her shoulder, which is perfectly legal. And then minutes later, their girl comes in with a hip check, and the official comes to me and says, hip to hip is okay, shoulder to shoulder is not. Are are you kidding me? I didn't know we all of a sudden were playing ice hockey here. Hip to hip has never been. I mean, I've been around this sport for way too long. Has hip to hip ever been allowed in soccer? No. Has throwing hip checks? No. I mean, and I said, that's... It's not hockey, like, and that's kind of like my been my standard thing um, over the years. And again, if you're, I, I mean, we can we can debate this we all can day debate long. This all day I, long, and and it's just it's and it's just, only uh, the thing about it. It's only going to make thing. me matter. I'm done with it. I'm <laughs> <laughs> like, take care. Good night, everybody. Enjoy the fish. I'm out. I, it, I mean, I mean, and and this is, and I have to say, I'm. This is why I won't miss it. Because oh, it's sure. gotten to the point, like, the kids aren't the problem. And it, there's a few coaches that I dislike that I've coached against and travel and school and other places. Men, and yet he still comes on my gender. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, to be honest, like, and I, I'll say it before, like, uh, coaching with you and Jamie, against you and Jamie, is, is a pleasure. And I think we talked about this in the Lost episode um, about, I think, us coming from from other sports like track we have more of appreciation of the other coaches than I think the, if you're just in a combative sport, you just quote or hate people. And oh, where, for sure. Where track, like, you know, it's, you want your team to win, but you want your faster kids. than yours. Yeah. You can train them all day long. You're not going to get that much. There, there's such a small window of growth and speed. You can talk about oh, this or that, you know, the, the O2 max and all that, whatever. Congratulations. But let's be honest. Like, you're either fast or you're not. <laughs> like, exactly. It's a couple. It's a it's a millisecond here, or a, maybe you're more of a distance. There's a lot more room to grow. But speed, four by four by one hundred, four by two hundred, four by four. Relays the only relays is the only thing that I could see where if you've got a group of four fast kids and another group of four right. fast kids, those handoffs the could handoffs. mean the difference. Yeah, like if the, you're teaching right. them, if you know the difference between right. a good handoff or whatever, that could shave but a even tenth of a in, second. Even in that, like if you watch two relays and you know and four by you know two two four by ones or something, and you watch the handoffs, and I watch the other team's handoffs, and they beat me, and their handoffs are good. My guys will be the first ones to say, you know, they beat us because the handoffs were better. Absolutely, and the mentality of, and I think because we like sports like that. And, and it's a more com- camaraderie between the athletes as well as the, the coaches, as everybody else, that we kind of – I bring that back to my other sports now because I like that. I like to go, hey, what's going on? I like talking to the other coaches and not really acting like if I win today, it's going to change my life. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Absolutely. You know, you know in, in track two, it's, I find it's more of – I don't want to say it's more bragging rights, but it's just uh, – Soccer, it's more bragging rights. Soccer, it's hey, our team kind of beat you the day. Track, it's like all right, yep. you know, uh, my uh, my distance team got you guys. Your sprinters got us. My yep. throwers got you, but my jumpers got you. Yeah, it's uh, it's like I know uh, Megan from um, Niagara Wheatfield. We had a we had a bet going into NFLs that uh, my jumpers were going to one two three or, uh, or sorry, not one two three, one two or because we've one twoed everybody all year. And she had, I think it was her son, 
who was either undefeated or had only been defeated once. Um, so we had a nice little friendly wager on yeah. it. Whatever, we got one three. So we called it a draw. Right. Oh. <laughs> but, um, just, just, it's just, a tie. just some stuff <laughs> like that. You know, I think it was, yeah. I think it was whoever, uh, whoever won had to buy the other one and Gatorade the other thing or is, something. The other thing about track versus most of the other sports, let's be honest, like the officials can only screw it up a little bit. Like, you know, there's really, there's not too much that the officials can no. do wrong in track either. The only thing they're doing wrong is if they're if they're off on clerking, it just makes it for a long meet. Right, but they're not. But like, it's not com- it's not determining yeah. the outcome of the race. Right. Yeah, maybe they're being a jerk about like you know what the kid's wearing and if things not tucked in or something stupid like that. Um, you know, they, they sometimes they that's where they're they're kind of biased or they're jerks when they're. Yeah, you know they'll see my Niagara Falls kids and they'll be like, "Oh, that kid's got <laughs> that that black kid's got something in his hair." And I said, "What about the girl from Will North that's got bobby pins in her hair? Is that okay?" <laughs> and I, what? Well, well, it's different. Know, it's well, different. Well. You know, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, it is different. Yeah, okay, <laughs> thanks a lot. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's kind of where that's the only thing that's ever happened really to me in in track is my my, my kids get treated differently because they're from the city. Yeah. And it's and I, I that stinks because I really feel like even I mean I I played soccer in Niagara Falls, ran track for Niagara Falls at a high school, and you know as a player, thinking back to those, you really do get the officials that they come in right. whether it's soccer or track with a preconceived notion of hey this is a thug team, this and, is a team that's gonna they don't know how to play the sport, they're just out there to yeah. beat people up. Yeah. And I have a kid that's. I had a kid a few years ago on my travel team that was a jerk. He did, he would lose his marbles. And I really worked hard and hard and hard to get him under control. And I finally did a nice job, but he can never get a break from officials. And I said, you know why you can't get a break from the officials? Because you built that reputation yep. for yourself. I go, it, it wasn't as bad for my team because most of the officials knew that I didn't tolerate stuff like that. And I would pull the kid right off the field. But um, but that took some time for me to generate that common, you know, that whatever, that that rapport with officials um and then it would just be we'd go places and they would get mad because some kid from niagara falls was scoring a goal on them like yeah like oh my god like oh my you know we can't lose the niagara falls i'm like well you just did (laughs) it sucks to be you (laughs) so but yeah and it's horrible and in fact even at that pioneer game the referee because another one of my girls uh, maria colosimo number 11 our captain who is a very clean player, but a very aggressive player. Right. She's one where she'll, and I'm sure. Oh, she, no, I, I, I would agree I'm with sure that. I remember. think that's a perfect description of her. Very clean. She does it right. Aggressive. Like yes. I, if I was running a clinic and I had video, I'd say, this is how you do it right. This is how you come in to, to, to kind of position yourself, take the ball without yep. using your hip or you're like a, you know, a, and a, a butt bump or something. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, like bumps on you off the ball. She, she, she positions herself. And actually it's a lot like one of my kids who, who, who's got that, ag- that great aggressiveness and knows how to pop into the play yep. just the right way and win the position. Cause he's got a little bit of speed and that girl's got, your girl has got a lot of speed within those, those environments. And, and, um, and I'm not surprised that she got calls because with a bad official who doesn't know the rules, yes, she's oh my god, like no, she's like that's like that's what we're supposed to, 
that's the way you're supposed to do it. Absolutely. She's very good. Like, you know. And and oftentimes, the thing is with her, oftentimes she's she's trailing people from the back, but she makes right. it a point every single time. She's not taking people out from behind. Right. She's getting position, whether she's in no, with her shoulder yeah, or she, gets the ball. You're right. I think I remember seeing her. Now I'm thinking about that. I actually remember him her doing that. Like She does a great overrun. She reads the side of the field. She gets herself back into the play the right way, and then they call it. Yeah. They didn't, I don't think they did that in our game, but I definitely can imagine why they would why a why a weaker official will call that. And when when Kalen got carded, he the other official. It's about time number eleven got carded. I'm like, sir, wrong player. And I was like, thank you for proving my point that you're picking on my players. Yeah. And he looks, sir, you want to get a card? Sure, give me one. Go ahead, give me a give card. me one. Like, whatever. give me three of them. Yeah. Um. Now here's here's a uh, a question for you guys. As coaches, do you think your players respond to like look at it? Wow, coaches really got my back here. Coaches really, coaches really, or is it more of the coaches nuts? Coaches just always yelling. Coaches just like how do you? Because I know as a player, sometimes I had coaches that yelled at everything, and after a while, I'm like, okay, coach needs to calm down. But other times, when when coaches would go after, especially when I perceived it as bad officiating. I would look at it and say, you know, wow, coach really has my back here. Like, I'd, I'd almost look at it like it's a positive thing. As opposed to, I've also had coaches where they just don't say boo or, all right, good call, all right, good call. Like, what are you talking about? That was awful. Why are you not yelling at the official a little bit? Why are you not saying something? Why are you not standing up for your team? I, I used to be the guy who yelled. <laughs> and then I realized it was just wasn't worth it. Because it, it just made it worse, ultimately. So I decided a while back to kind of be more of the, um, you know, just kind of pick my spots. So I'm Oh, gonna, for sure. You definitely got to pick I, your I spots. Picked, I picked two a game where, you know, like, especially out in goals. I, I, I've decided that for the, in general, if it's, a, if it's a free kick or a penalty or a goal, and they screwed up. That's when I pick it. If it's just a plain open, if it's just a thing in open play, I usually don't say much. But then I go and I'll say something at halftime. If it's a half, if like in the first half they're being ridiculous, I'll go up at halftime and say, "Listen, I know you're on your break here, but I'm going to tell you that like you got you got to look at this differently. I haven't said a word. I'm I'm coming to you now because I feel like if you don't get a control, it's going to get out of control in the second half. And if my girls start getting in control in the second half, go ahead and card them. But I'm telling you, it's going to get ugly because you're not making the calls you need to make. And that has actually worked more times than not because I don't come up and I start screaming them. And I'm, if I go, and you got to do a better job watching that. That clearly was offside. You were out of position, and you're supposed to err on the side of the defense, not the score of the attacking team. Yes. I go, so if you're not sure, and there's no way you could have been sure from that angle, because I'm on the same line as you, and, and I've actually gotten pl- where I've gotten places with officials by using that approach. But at the same time, when I do yell, I feel the kids know that I'm yelling because I have their back. Yeah. You know, and I like it when the kids kind of stuck home and say, like, no, coach, you're wrong. Like, I like when they come up and they'll say, like, I think, no, I falter. And I'm like, okay, they're owning it. Absolutely, and that's what you want, and I think that's what you want. So, and no, I think. What about you, Matt? Did you always like yeah. it when a when a uh, coach went to bat for you? Uh, <clears throat> sometimes, um, you know, I never really had the coach. I never had a coach that like really kind of lost his head. I always had like the kind of like really laid back coaches. 
Um, he just, dude, don't worry about it. We're still getting ice cream after the game. It's all good. <laughs> no, not like that. <laughs> um, actually, I had one coach that kind of would, he would come to us more than he would, like, fight the official. So he'd be, like, after, like, a play was, like, called or something like that, he'd come over to us and he was like, what, just like do you think that was the right call? Like, do you think, like, did you actually do this? Okay. Or do you think Put the onus on you? A or do you bit. think the ref like is kind of like trying to screw you? And he'd come to us and ask us. That's cool. Yeah. I like that. Absolutely. Now one thing too, even and and I don't I I'm kind of making it out like I'm the big yell or whatever. I I get loud when I have to. But one thing I always tell my my girls no matter what or my teams no matter what, hey, let me deal with the officials. Right. Let me yell at the officials. We're going to continue to play our game. Yeah. All right. If they're making bad calls, I'll yell. I don't want anybody to lose their head. I'll yell. I'll make. I'll talk. I'll. I'll deal with bad officiating. You girls deal with the game. And one thing about bad officiating, and then we'll kind of move on here because we're. I feel like we're uh, beating a dead horse here. Um, it's. I'm okay, and I expect. Like you said, I'm not perfect. My players aren't perfect. I official. You're never going to run into a perfect officiating game, but you know what? Don't come in with a preconceived notion don't make it blatantly obvious that you're calling everything for one team and nothing for another yeah i feel like they definitely look at things like game reports and they're not not all of them but there's definitely a percentage of officials that come in with a preconceived notion because of a previous thing i got i remember one time i got yelled at this was many years ago this probably like 10 years ago and one game i lost my marbles um and the next game or several weeks, and I got warned. And he said, you know, if you do that again, you're blah, 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 blah. Guy comes back a month later, whatever it was. And he starts, I, I'm sitting on the bench. I'm not even talking because I don't want to get in trouble from the last time. And so my other coach starts screaming at him. He's like, I mean, coach, I warned you that if you do that, I'm like, to be clear, that was me. And I'm just sitting on the bench today. And he looked at me. And he knew that he, and I said to him after the game, you came in thinking that we were going to be jerks, and I didn't say a word to you. I I didn't say a word to you at all. I didn't open my mouth the entire game. So you came in with a preceived, and I, whatever I said exactly. And he's like, you guys are like, whatever. And he knew I was right, but he's never going to admit oh, it. Oh, I've never heard. Because they've never, I mean, rarely will they ever admit that. But whatever. I mean, that's, you know, like, it's, I know hockey officials, and I and I think people, the hockey officials in particular, think that people are coming to watch them play. Yeah. Like, you know, like, they don't yeah. care. But like, look at us. We're, like, you can see what their demeanor when they're skating around and do the backwards skate. Like, listen, okay, you know, it's like the Campbell's, uh, the Campbell Soup uh, dancing uh, ice skating competition you would take my wife to, you know, like with like, like I can't even think of those the Olympic or you know Olympic and people then, yep. like and then they, they come out the, like you know those guys like they're even like, during they're, intermission yeah, they've like got to do guys. the flips I'm, I'm waiting for like, them doing like a triple axel you know, or something like, come out dressed as like you know like a character from from uh, you know Disney and Ice or something I mean they act some of those ofi- hockey officials skate around like they're really impressed that they can skate I'm like everybody can skate it's professional hockey <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say you're you're in a professional referee. You better be able to skate. You know, it's like, they, I was like, oh, my Lord. It's like, no one's came to see you. Home <laughs> <laughs> in their Newcastle jerseys. Uh, I love it. So. And um, last thing about officials, please. When somebody falls down, it's not always a penalty. 
It doesn't. It doesn't always have to be a penalty, sometimes and I don't it's just know. Weight ratios. Sometimes it's just. Sometimes <laughs> yeah. it's just a girl tripping over the ball. If a but it's two hundred pound girl hits a eighty pound eighth grader, eighth grader is going to go down every single time. Yes. Even though nine out of ten right. times it'll probably be a legal fifty fifty ball. Right. right. Or the kid just gets scared because somebody three times his weight yeah. is coming. Right. <laughs> All right, so we'll leave the officials alone for now until next season. Okay. Um, I don't think we'll be yelling about track officials anymore. Uh, no, we've got lots to yell about, about track, but this, we won't even that, get into that. We've got, we've got uh, more, many more podcasts for that. Uh, yep. Um, no Bills game this week, but uh, we've got the Dolphins coming into town. Um, I still think those are fun games. I'm going to it. Are you going? Oh, yeah. Vicky and I were looking into buying tickets maybe last minute like we did uh, for the um, uh, the Washington game. But uh, I don't know. I just think those are – for me, I when I think Dolphins, I still think Dan Marino. You want to beat the I still Dolphins. think Mark Clayton, yeah. Mark Duper. Yeah. Like you just – you want to beat them. Don Shula and the Rules Committee. You know, Absolutely. Like all that stuff my father yelled for 8,000 years. <laughs> You know, Don Shields on the Rules Committee yesterday, you've mentioned it four times today. Like, yes. <laughs> you just want to beat them. Yeah, it, you did. And I remember, I still remember when, when Jim Kelly beat the Dolphins on that goal line, um, The you know, the thing that uh, didn't work the other night for the Bills. Um, Too, soon. Too soon. Too soon. Um, but soon. remember that, that game? I remember watching that game with my dad and my brother, and, like, we finally beat the Dolphins when, when we got Kelly back on the day. And um, and then we beat them, like, every week after that. Like, I don't think we – I think we maybe lost once after that, um, you know. And my father and I, we just hated Dan Marino. Oh, my <laughs> God. Hey, get your isotoner gloves and get the hell out of here. You the know? isotoner gloves. Get out of here. And then the, who was, who was the, the running back, like, the – just. I know Clayton and Duper were their receivers. Was it, no, was he a defense? He was a, there was one uh, guy, uh, Brian Cox. Brian Cox. And we've got his son. His son um, plays on it. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, I mean, there was like the guys, squad. people you just love to hate. And I think that's why a lot of us still hate the Dolphins. But now they're just so bad. It's fun to watch them stink. Oh, my you know, God. They just, are horrendous. I mean, um, if they can't, if Buffalo can't win all their games in the division, they don't deserve to home field advantage, no. as far as I'm no. concerned. They can't um, beat those teams six times. Especially now they'll have two two of the Jets games without. It looks like it's going to be without Zach Wilson. Oh, I don't boo-hoo. know. Oh, boo Like he was this big threat to begin with. Yeah, like he right. Was... Like they would only. Maybe they'll get, you know, 20 yards instead of five. Yeah, no. The Jets. <laughs> like, oh, come on. Like, I, I, the Jets, I feel like they're always rebuilding. They've the Jets, been rebuilding. They're, they're since, a franchise that's since always Joe rebuilding. Joe Namath was the quarterback, they've been rebuilding the Jets. Ever since Rex Ryan left. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that came to us. It was all downhill after the butt yeah. fumble. Ugh, didn't they? Have, they had Brett Favre, Fitzpatrick. Yeah. They had Favre, Fitzpatrick, Flacco, Joe Flacco. Played Joe Flacco. Favre. They did. And then they did. didn't they just trade for him again? Didn't they just bring yeah, him I back? I think they brought him back in because they need somebody as a backup. I don't think he's going to play, but I think they have to have a, <laughs> like, oh my lord. See, they they tried to call me. I my agent oh, wouldn't let me. That's good. <laughs> um. So, but I think it's going to be an easy win this week. I honestly, I don't think they're going to be tested until the Buccaneers game. That's the problem that I have. Which, yeah, I mean, it I, would be nicer if they had a bit of a tougher schedule. But I mean, the Patriots, I'm sure, no, I'm no. sure they won't. It won't be a challenge, challenge. But Belichick will at least throw a good they defense gotta, at them. They gotta, they gotta, they gotta play. Yeah, I mean, and that was what I, 
I feel when I watched the last game was I feel like they came to play against Kansas City. They were going to win no matter what. They wanted the win. And then Tennessee was like, well, let's just be careful today. And that's how they lost the the, the AFC championship is they came out. Oh, they well, came out way too came, tentative. And I feel like Tennessee, they came out to try not to make mistakes. And I think there was True. just such a big letdown after the after the big win the week before. And I think they just kind of – I'm not saying they took Tennessee too lightly, but they should have been coming at for payback for Tennessee after last year. Yeah. And and they just didn't. And they just yeah. didn't look like they had a sense of urgency. I didn't like the game plan. I, I said early on I, – I said to my kids, we were watching the game, and I said, I just don't think this is going to – this is not their night. I mean, well, and there was three plays, too. Like, if there's three plays, you know, the run back, uh, I think uh, – Somebody digs drop one in the end zone. They called the other one back for a push. What really was it? There was like there three was no touchdowns. Push. There were three touchdowns that got called back. So mm-hmm. I mean, if any one of those doesn't, you know, or they don't make a, maybe a couple mistakes on a couple penalties, a couple holdings and stuff, they win the game. Well, and, and I, they were they weren't good, and they still should have won. I the would game. say they were still what inches short from getting four more chances he to slept. win the game. He still let the yeah. slip away. Um, and we talked about this in our lost episode. Um, I love the fact in soccer where if there's a if there's a foul that's away from the game that has no meaning to the right. game, they'll play on, they'll play advantage. Right. The Isaiah McKenzie callback for the kick return. Okay, if you look at it, the guy held him. The guy that he held was not. I think he was already about a yard past him. More than that, and I mean, that guy he, wasn't was, catching him. There was no way that guy was right. catching him. At that point, I wish they adopted more of a, like, soccer rules. Hey, it's not anywhere near to do with the play itself. Let it go. Let it go. And and, I, and that's my thing, like, because there's the old adage, you could call holding on every play. And yep. It's not every play. But I've seen a lot of those. I have a couple of those weird uh, um, YouTube conspiracy sites of the NFL. Oh. And I've watched, I've watched replays of games where guys have gone through the game and said, all right, here's the play, and look at this. That should have been called. Oh my God, he got a he got a first down here, but they didn't call a holding. And then another one. Oh look, coming back the other way. Oh, look what that holding this this holding looks a lot that holding, but this one got called. And that one doesn't. And it's like if you watch enough of it, and I did, unfortunately. But I I do feel there's a bit of a the I. It's the only league that I watch where I do feel like sometimes the league has a bit of a narrative. Like I, it's not baseball, yeah. it's not hockey, it's not basketball, it's not. It's not soccer. It's not. It, it, no, it's not even MLS. It's like I just feel it's football. There's a the league is like a corporate entity. Like the other leagues, I don't look at them like that. But the NFL is like their corporate messaging. No, you can't wear those things on your sneakers. Like it, they they're so they're so controlling. And I you know I you can I, I so I, if there's any place I think that there is it the fixes in I think it's the NFL. I agree, and I try not to watch those videos because I don't want to go too far down the rabbit hole. But um, it's. And I it's never a watched, by the way, I've never watched one for a team that I care about. Okay. Well, okay. That's, that's, it's not okay. like I've watched the Bills one. I was going to say, then it's you're going to get the Patriots. I watched the Jets. Like, why haven't no, we I, won 35 I wa- championships yet? I, wanna, I watched the J- Pittsburgh. It was a playoff one probably three years ago. That's the last one time I did this. But I definitely. Like they were games that after it was after it was when the Bills were you know even in making the playoffs and I remember watching there was two or three you know playoff games that definitely everybody was arguing about stuff and I saw this website and I watched it and I watched a couple more maybe the next year and they weren't it wasn't like it was it was probably I think it was like the Saints and Seattle or something like it wasn't a game that I cared about yeah. I wasn't even like I don't even like any of the NFC teams like it's not even like 
It wasn't even, I think the one wasn't even my, con- the conference that I like. So, I mean, I'm not like going and yeah, like I'm not like that, you know, like, you know, let's get some pitchforks. And let's see why Jacksonville is so bad. <laughs> well, God, he- that's a bad football team. God, they're a bad football team. It, it, you, know, you know, I feel so bad for them. You want the Jets to be bad. You want Miami to be bad. You want New England to be bad. But Jacksonville like, oh my God. Jacksonville Seems like was, a nice place. Jacksonville was so <laughs> bad after a loss, their own coach didn't even want to go oh back with the team. God. He's like, listen, I just need a break from you guys yeah. for right now. I'm going to stay in Ohio. I, I, I won in Ohio. People love me here. I, you know, I need a break, losers. Is Jacksonville owned by the Tottenham people? Is that the same? They're owned by uh, – uh, I know that they're the guys that own AEW – or the AEW Wrestling ShotCon right, right. or um, – do they own Tot? Does he own Tottenham too? I think there's the ownership group because I think the state. That's why the Tottenham's getting the football games now. Really, I was gonna yeah. say they have Tottenham. Hasn't Jacksonville like been going over there yeah. all the time? Because I think the owner, it's the same ownership group, which makes and sense. They're trying it does to make get, sense. And yeah. this is a big debate. If you were, if you ever want to discuss whether Europe should have American football, um, just invite my son Zach on. He he is so passionate about the le- that that should never happen. Um, what well, was it? He, is it and is, he's got he. There's nobody that could. There's no way anybody could ever win the argument with him. He is so prepared. I, I think he did it. He, he's a sports major manager, Canisius, uh, major, sports management major, Canisius. And one of these papers, he had to write something. He was and he wrote this thing. And he literally has so many like specific points about like this and this and those factual stuff and data and like. Like you know, news interviews and like he's just like he's nailed it because like there it's just an oddity. Like you know, the circus came to town. That's kind of what it is for the or the people that are transplants or people that were like like we're in like they're they're stationed in, in Germany and they yeah. hear that the NFL right. is going to be in London, so they they take the train or they fly. You know, it's just they, a, they, it's a sideshow. Yeah, or they're it's Americans that are there working. So oh, well, let's go see. You know, the Jets are in town. Why yep. do we see the? Well, at least we'll see American football. Well, why? You know, why is it always Jacksonville? Why do we have to watch these crappy yeah, teams like, play? Because nobody goes to their home games. So why not yeah. send them over to London where well, you know it's Buffalo at least going to sell out? Couple, what do you think Buffalo was trying to do stupid the Toronto, Toronto series? Oh my God! Because we need to build a fan base in. Yeah. Toronto. Yeah, like, great. That was nothing like playing in Rogers Stadium or whatever the stupid thing yep, was Yep, that was one big sellout. And, yeah. in fact, aren't isn't it next year or two years they're bringing them to Germany? They're, they're, the NFL are going to Munich, I think, isn't Why? it? Why? Again, there's I, a lot of Americans based out of Germany because, okay. because of the air bases. Um, so that they're smart because that's the one country where the NFL can try to make people think like Europe already cares about it. And, and they don't. They, they really don't. It's not even like American football. If you ranked it, it would be sixth. I was going to say it's huge here and really no place else. They don't, even the CFL isn't really that big in Canada. No. I mean, it's no. it's here and it's everybody everywhere else. And that's why I think it's it's always funny when uh, you know you get the the Super Bowl champion and they say, "Oh, world champions!" You're not. Are you, you really a right. world champion there's no when there's outside when there's like just players your country? In. Yeah. So El Clasico, yeah, with two terrible teams, yeah. like two awful teams. Like there's nobody on either of those teams really worth mentioning anymore. Barcelona, especially Barcelona. <laughs> talk about a bad soccer team. Barcelona. Hey, there's an American yeah. plan for him, though. Yeah, yeah, and that's that. That's kind of makes my point. And um, thank you for doing that. And then, 
and like, and okay. their ratings were still better than the Super Bowl. That game, was, oh yeah, that game without was... Messi, without Ronaldo, without Neymar, without Suarez, without anybody, um, the ratings for El Clasico on Sunday were still higher than the Super Bowl from last year. That game was well, you know stale. why? Because football is life. Okay, it is life. <laughs> it football is. is life, and we'll get into that later. Yeah, we will. All right. Uh, speaking of that, speaking of life, um, Rich, your your soccer coaching life out, is, baby. is coming out. to an end. Yeah, um, it is. It's it is actually, actually, not coming is, to an end. It, it is, is an end. It came to an end. It is. It is run its I course. I am officially retired. Um, so you did have your last game, your yep. last sectional game yep. um, against Will North. A tremendous team coached by a legend. Absolutely. Doug Kushner. Uh, um incredible man very gracious um and man that guy can put together a soccer team yeah just the most organized team i saw a year without a doubt i'm not saying they're going to win everything because there's definitely some teams that are probably going to execute better that that don't have to execute better than him just because they've got more speed or they got a couple better strikers he's i don't think he'll win sectional because i don't think he's got the team for it but in terms of a consistent team that can do just about anything and with like specific place, I mean, it was like we got beat on like, like place where where you saw. I'm like, oh my god! Here, I knew I saw the goal coming 15 seconds before it came. I mean, if that girl met, oh, yep, she did. It's in the back of the net. Like yep. it was like that. And my goalie, she had 25 saves, like easily 25 saves. Not all of them were on target, but definitely 18 of them were on target, and she still had in six and. And she played a heck of a game. Like, she kept us in it, and even though it was 6 nothing, I mean, it could have been a heck of a lot worse. And for a sectional game uh, on the road, and it was cold, and we had to get there early because of the busing situation. We were stuck outside for a long time. Even with all of that, it doesn't matter. They were, they were I could have had perfect conditions. Um, but to me, um, we, I think we already talked about this because um, um, my last game was, my last home game was against you. And we did get a win um, in that game, and it was very it was very emotional because I've coached in that general square footage um, for about eighteen years um, since my son was four. And when I someone said, "Hey, you're a dad, you know, why don't you just coach a team?" and I didn't know much about soccer, um, but I knew it was a good sport for my son because he was very he was even at four he was very busy and mobile and he liked to run. And I thought well, that was a good sport for him. And then he he really took to it. And I and soccer changed our family in so many ways. Um, like the game of soccer changed our family. Um, it, it brought us all together. It gave us something we can all watch on Sundays together. Because the years that we were watching TV, the Bills <laughs> turned the Bills off. We're not watching that crap. Um, and the Sabers were kind of good, but you know they're on at night, and my kids were little. You know, like. And then one one was a Pittsburgh fan and one was a Philly fan. Hey, they're four, one and one now. So yeah, but uh, but but soccer changed our house. Like it, it, and it was the first thing that my sons were good at. And them, when you find something that you're good at when you're seven, eight years old, it makes a difference in your life in terms of your confidence. And so I'm thankful to the game of soccer because I met wonderful people. I think it it took me into areas that I never thought that I would as an educator. Um, and as a parent and I, so, but I, but I, and I had some great teams and I've had some great parents and I've, you know, and I've had some bad teams and some lousy parents and, um, but all in all, I made some, I, I think I really benefit. I think the game, 
it benefited myself, my family, everyone just being part of it. And it's still tremendous. I mean, I loved the sport. I still watched five games over the weekend. I loved watching Liverpool beat up on Man United. That was great. And, and um, <laughs> um, um, but I mean, it just it's it for me. I kind of feel like I it was definitely time for me to get out. And I'm I'm retiring anyway. So I I was very fortunate. I have two great assistant coaches. Uh, my assistant coach, Leah Ponticello, who's a tremendous player and coach in her own rights, taken over for me. And it's a really time for me to get out of the way. I taught her the logistics of how to run a season. But in terms of the soccer, she ran the soccer this year. She ran much of the soccer, the training. You know, I still needed to do my lineups and I did some things that I wanted. But in general, I said, this is kind of your internship, your mentoring, you know, but you, there's things you got to do. And she coached a couple games and like where I just shut my mouth and I said, you know, and no, I let her just, no, you, know, absolutely. Let, you know, and, 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 um, she's tremendous and she made me a better person, let alone a better coach. So I, I learned a lot from her. Absolutely. And I think it's, and just the last two years in, um, coaching with Jamie, um, it's, can I tell you just how awesome it is coaching with somebody that knows the game, not only knows the game, like, you know, the game, but just that you're on, uh, in fact, Jamie probably knows the game better than I know the game. Um, but just you, you think alike, not yeah. only that, but your personalities are similar, oh, your, yeah. the, your coaching styles, sometimes even offset. Like it's funny, our girls, and I, I think I mentioned this last week to Matt, sometimes our girls say that for whatever reason, I'm very intimidating and Jamie's very intimidating, but they say it's great because when Jamie gets a little too intimidating, I kind of calm her down apparently. Right. And when I get a little too intimidating, I calm Jason or uh, Jamie or Jamie. Sorry, Jamie calms me down. And in fact, this year, um, I can't remember. No, it was wasn't at your game. It was at the West game where I our uh, JV coach uh, Megan Doyle. Uh, she had she couldn't make a game, so I had to go coach JV against West. And then uh, varsity had a later game, so then I hopped over to the oh, got there right, just right. at the start for the varsity game for West. So I coached the JV girls, and um, apparently, and we won the game three to one. I stayed very positive, like I do. You know, I'm I'm loud, but I'm always positive. You know, girls, let's go, let's go. We ended up winning three to one, but Megan the next day asked, like, Larry, you what? You scared all of my JV players. Like, how exactly did I scare them? I was positive. I was clapping. I was, you know, getting them fired up. They said they were just. They'd never seen somebody so loud, and they thought at times just because you had that intense look on your face, they thought that you might have been mad, even though you were saying positive things. <laughs> well, it's like, it's funny okay. because coaching women and coaching men or boys and girls is completely different. Oh, absolutely! So it's, it's incredible how different it is. Absolutely, and I only coached girls for three years. Uh, in in soccer, so I mean, I did house and I had mixed, you know, co-ed teams and stuff. But in terms of just a women's team or a girls' team, um, just the last three years. And I wish I would have done it earlier because I actually, in many ways, feel I'm more built for it. Um, but I'll be honest, I think um, I'm I'm looking for. I, I'd love in ten years that you look at the NFL and it's majority women coaching women and just a couple guys around instead of the other way around. I feel like uh, we don't have enough and I encourage you to do shows about women coaches. And I know you've done one. Absolutely. And I, and, and I, I know we've got another one in the hopper. I, I, yeah. I feel like women, women in coaching it, it is a, um, 
some of my favorite coaches, some of the best coaches I know in sports are all women. Um, I, I think that their, their attention, the detail, I, 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 they're, I don't know, especially, I feel like they're very, they're, they're passionate in a different way. Um, and, and I feel like there's, you know, we're kind of, we need to, we kind of need to evolve as, as a, as these sports organizations. I still think a lot of them are run by, by the old boys network. And I've never been part of that. And I don't want to be part of that. And it's the same reason I don't like the officiating. It it reminds me, it's the same room. The officiating is the old boys club. And I feel like a lot of way we run sports in high schools. And I don't think it's just Western New York or Buffalo or Niagara Falls. I think it's everywhere. And I think it's just a lot of, you know, a lot of old guy. Yeah. You know, and then they learn from another old guy and we're still doing it a lot of the same way. And it's like, I I feel like we, we just need to change and the way if we're going to continue to grow these sports and I and I feel like women's sports is not growing the way it should be um, and that's because I just don't feel we should be getting encouraging money more women to be coaches because I feel Absolutely. like you know and I and I don't care I don't even mean like only I and if someone thinks I think like only a woman should coach women's soccer I don't mean no. like that I mean I think like a woman should be running the track team and the basketball team and anything because there's some amazing women hockey player out there I've watched them play like you know and and they could coach they'd be better than some of the hockey coaches that I've seen Absolutely. And when it, and that's the beauty of sports, or at least should be the beauty of sports, where it doesn't matter if you're a man, uh, a man or a woman. If you've got the knowledge, if you've got the experience, yeah. if you've got the passion to coach it, you should be able to, if you're a woman or a man, I watched, you should be able to coach I whoever you want. the Manchester City women's team once in a while. It'll come up on TV on ESPN 2 or something when there's like a bye week or uh, not a bye week, like international break or something. And you'll get, I'll get to find a couple games and I'm like, man, these teams are like, the way they move the ball, it's, yeah, it's a little slower. It's a little less physical, but I love the soccer. It's a different, it's, it's the same sport, but it's. It's almost like watching it in a different lens. Yeah. And like you said, it's not it's not better, it's not worse. It's just different. It's just different. And, and it, it makes you think about the game differently yeah. too. It's actually easier to in some ways to kind of learn stuff cuz things are developing in a different way. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like, you know, there's the passes tend to be a little bit crisper. Um, it tends to be smaller spaces. Um, and I and I like it. I, I mean, I don't see enough of it. I wish, you know. You know, oh, absolutely. So. And I know for me, when I first started coaching, I, I started off with guys or whatever. Um, and I remember my first year coaching girl soccer. Can I tell you, I was scared out of my mind going into that first practice. And I don't know why. I was just, I was, I, I had well, coached. You were worried about saying the wrong thing. Or saying like, the wrong thing know, or like maybe. Make them making fun of you or something like that. Or I, coming off as a creepy old guy like me. I was, I'm always afraid I'm coming off <laughs> I was, as a I was in my guy. 20s. I was in my 20s. You know, which is almost Which worse. is old. Which, which is yeah, almost worse. The, there's a whole nother, there's a whole nother Being set that you don't want Being a 20-year-old guy, like 25 or 26-year-old guy coaching high school teen. Oh, you get like, the. You feel like, oh, you feel like everybody's looking at you like, oh my. I remember yep. when, I, when I was running drama club, you know, and other activities when I was in my early t- mid twenties, when I first started, it, you teaching. definitely have to worry about it. Oh, unfortunately, man, like don't be alone. Like don't don't even like don't even set yourself up. Cause nope, because it, it's even it, to this day. Yeah, anytime yeah. I bring anytime I bring. But when a you're kid, younger, it's even worse. There's somebody like, else there in that room. You know, it, it, well, I don't want to get into that, but, but there's definitely to- it's definitely like it's 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 intimidating. It's it's hard. You know, like. You know, like girls got to, you don't want to stretch a girl's hamstring out. Like you, mm-hmm. there's a lot of things you're like, you have to be very careful about. Yes. And, it, and I feel it ends up making you being a little bit more reserved. Um, so for me, it, I think it made a difference because it made me slow down a little bit um, in terms of thinking about what I was going to say and how I was going to say it instead of reacting. Where I was used to coaching guys that I'd coached since they were six. And um, 
you know, I kind of had a familiarity where I was coming in and I knew some, most of the girls in my first year, but I didn't know within that context. So it was a great challenge for me. And I really enjoyed, I enjoyed all three seasons. I mean, I, I, I mean, I will miss the girls. I will really oh, miss the girls. And especially because there's some really, really talented young girls on our team, some eighth graders, ninth graders, and 10th graders. And I joked with them in the last game. I said, I'm going to get my walker out in a couple of years and come watch you guys play, you know, when you're your senior night. I'll be there for your senior night. I promised them. So. And it, no, it's definitely a program that's on the rise and in large part thanks to you. Um, and I know we talked about this the last episode. And I didn't realize you were coaching until our first uh, first time we had met you on the season right. um, or on the schedule or whatever. And then you had said, you know, this is uh, this is it. And um, I remember, I mean, you, you've got the crossover game and halfway through the season, you can kind of figure out more than likely we oh, yeah. knew we were yeah. we knew we were going to end up playing against each other. Yep. And we had you at our house for last year's crossover game, so we knew it was going to be right. at your building this year. And uh it was as it kind of got closer and closer. It for me personally, it was it was really cool, really unique and it was it was an honor to to be your last regular season opponent in a in a soccer game. Well, I appreciate that. And I think if I was going to go with anybody, I was glad I was with you guys against supposedly some of the other teams that I don't have a relationship with and I don't have as much I I, I don't have as much rapport with some of the other folks. Where you and I we've known each other for a very long time and, and Jamie and I've known each other for a while now. And you know, and I and I do like so I I I mean I if it was track, I I like coaching against Megan from Wheatfield and and it, and but I guess it was for me it was very nice and it I mean, to be honest, I've been, I, I, I was hoping for like a tie. Like I was like, maybe we'll get a tie because we've had a rough season. We've had a lot of injuries. I would have and, taken it. And, and, you know, and, and we, we were able to win. And, and, and it was funny at halftime because I think it was a one nothing at halftime. It was, yes. I think you guys scored with about 10 minutes left in the first half. Some, and, and, something and, like that. And one of the kids said, let's win it for coach. And I was like, no, don't win it for me. Like, like oh, there's seniors here. Yeah. Like, you know, and I've always been like, you know, my last my last day speech has always been for any seasons, always whether whether it was travel or whatever. I'm like, you know, this is the last time this group is going to be together and um, don't win it for me. Don't win it for grandma. Don't win it for win it for yourself and walk off the field. Yep. Knowing that you did everything you could in this game, because. I remember quitting as a high school athlete running a mile or whatever I was running and I remember on the backside of the track thinking to myself I just don't really want to do this today and I you know who cares I'll let this guy pass me and I that was when I was in high school so I remember that and I tell that story to kids I said I remember quitting and here I am 54 years old I'm going to my last year teaching 31 years of teaching and I remember quitting on I don't remember what day it was I don't remember what the team was I don't remember what place I came in. I don't remember if we won the meet. I just remember that I quit. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't stop running. I ran. Right. But you just you stopped you, trying. You, you didn't have it in you. I didn't have it. I didn't have it today. And I I probably had it. I, mean, I don't know what the circumstances were. I you know I don't think it was I I but I remember. I remember yep. to this day. Like I, I can picture looking to the end of the track. Like I ah, let the kid go. Like let him. Who cares? Yep. Like and I remember that. I, like and I and I tell that story all the time. I like leave it on the pitch. Leave it on the stage. Leave it on the track. Don't have any regrets because those are the things that will haunt you in life. Is the regrets and and I have no regrets. I have no Absolutely. regrets as a coach. Uh, I don't think I was perfect. I think I made a ton of mistakes. And when I made mistakes, I let the team know. Oh, for sure. And you know, I think I think that's um, 
part of doing that and owning up to it as a coach, I think that gains your players' respect more yep. than anything because they, wow, coach admitted a mistake. Coaches can be wrong too. Coaches are just like us. They're not perfect. They're not the be-all, end-all. They make mistakes. And I absolutely, when and I know Jamie's the same way, if we make a mistake, whether it's putting someone in the wrong position, whether it's doing a wrong drill, whether right. it's wrong formation, whatever, whether it's a wrong sub at a time, yep. we both own up to it. Hey, guys, that, long that one's on us. Or, you know, you maybe you had a lead and you decided that ah, I'm going to play for the I'm going to play for the win. And you backed get off. a little I mean, too I, aggressive yeah, or too you, parked, aggressive, the bus or too you early. parked the bus a little earlier than you should have. And then it ends up biting you in the ass or, you know, I'll put the kid in there. Yeah, I can get the kid to play enough. And then you put the kid, the wrong kid in and that kid, you know, ends up having a bad moment or whatever, you know, like and and. and you say your kids, yeah, I could have had a better. You weren't perfect, and neither was I. It wasn't my best day. Yeah, you know, and that, it, you know, that's really. I think that's all we. That's when it comes down with. That's what, we're still teachers. It's I always like equate when I'm coaching. We're still high, teachers, but we're, we're still learning we're, too. Yeah, we're but still I mean, learning. I, again, I coached a lot of travel, and I have a, a lot of success as a travel coach. I won tournaments. I won leagues. I won divisions. I won sports plucks. I got to carry this plucks, the plucks banner and all that stupid stuff. And, and so I've had enough success in sports that I, I know that I was good in what I did. I know I, I have enough. I wasn't the greatest. I'm not going to be, I'm never going to get the hall of fame or something. I don't need that. Any, I hate that stuff anyway. But, um, but at the, I, I always knew the difference between travel and school in my mind was, when I'm travel, people are paying me to do the best I can so we can win. Whether it's $100 for the registration or $5,000, they are paying me for a product. And if I'm going to accept the responsibilities of the coach, then I have to put the best product out on the field. And in, But in school, it's supposed to be different. We're still educators, but many of us aren't when we're coaching. You know, we're... <laughs> But it is, I gotta win. I hate that guy. He beat me in 1843, and I'm gonna beat him. Like, and, you know, like uh, the streak. I got the streak going. And I'm like, what are you talking about, man? You're a high school coach. You're not going D1. You know, like, you're like almost as bad as some of the kids think. And yep. I just, and that drives me crazy. This is a, this is a stepping stone school. Right, this is a right. stepping stone. Yeah, like, I could have gone it, pro yeah, in my day. Been. Yeah, you know, I had my chances. Well, I don't think he did. <laughs> you got your chances, and they didn't work out. That's what happened. But, I mean, and that's, that's why I always find it funny when. And those guys at the Johnny Tryhards, um, and they're acting like so. And I and I'm not. Again, I've seen it. I some of them I've seen it just not even in sports that I'm coaching. I'm talking about like as a sitting there like video streaming a a wrestling match or a basketball game, and I see these guys from these other schools, and I'm like, what is this guy doing? He's like he's he's ripping his sweater to shreds over there. It's like a basketball is hilarious. They're swearing and cursing, and they're up and down the court. I'm like, if your kid talked like this in the classroom, he'd be on superintendent suspension. The mm-hmm. way you're acting, you know, we'd be like we'd be taking that kid out, you know. And but it's okay for the coach to us. Oh, it's okay it's, for the coach. Passion. Well, then why can't the kid passion in the hallway? Like you know, like <laughs> right? I mean, yeah, like that's fair. Absolutely. Like, and that's the one thing. I mean. Like I said, I don't scream at the officials a lot. I do get very loud. I mean, I talk. You've seen, it, but you don't. It's usually swear. positive. You're That's not one thing. swearing. I have never. I have never. You're not ever, cursing. I have never sworn. I shouldn't say never. Maybe early on in my career, but I very, I very rarely. I, I, in fact, I'm going to say never. I don't think I've ever sworn. I have never cussed out an official. Never sworn on the sidelines. Never at a game. Maybe muddled something under my breath where only I. Or if Jamie's standing next to me, maybe only right. we can hear it. But I've never cursed right. during a game at an official. 
I've had to make up some words like <laughs> you, you wazzle woozle or, right. you know, you, you so-and-so or, right. uh, I remember one time I looked, I was like, gosh, darn it. What was that malarkey? <laughs> and the girls just on the, on the, they're looking at me like, are you from 1832? Yeah. What, what's going on here? Gosh, darn it. <laughs> Get me a sarsaparilla. Right now. <laughs> but I've never cussed at an official. Oh, I've sworn. But just not at the kids and certainly not at another adult. Oh, yeah. And there's a couple of times know, I've lost my I know the words in the classroom. Woo. You know, like, but again, early on when I was not confident in what I was doing and I was blaming other people for my own mistakes. Yeah. But that's. And when that's... I've lost that in the end of the day. And this is an I and I will say this because and I and I, I my wife made me a better coach. Um, as a young coach and, you know, I was yelling at kids and I yelled at my own son and was expecting too much out of, you know, like what are you blah, 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 blah. And, and my wife saw that I was making it, I was trying to live vicariously through my role as a coach. Mm-hmm. And she was real clear. Like, she's like, what are you doing? <laughs> like that, what she said to me, what are you doing? She like, had to take it down. I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, calm down. Like, do you want your son to hate you? Yeah. Do you want your kids to hate you? Sometimes you get you're a little not, too you're far. Like the kid you coach, she's like, is that the person you want to be? Is that the is that who you are? Like, you, like winning a soccer game is that important? And she was right. Oh yeah. And there's been times, whether it's been after a game, whether it's been because of an effort, that you know, uh, especially earlier on in my career, where I've you know gone to the locker room and tossed a clipboard aside yeah. or whatever, and I've had to apologize, like. Listen, sure. guys, I, uh, you know, I want to apologize. I, I got a little carried away. I took uh, last yesterday's heart or yesterday's effort or whatever yeah. too, too far. Blah, and they're going to remember that. And They'll remember that, right? Yeah. Y- you'll remember that because, oh, wow, man. Okay. And I've apologized to the kids, man. I said I should not have said that or I should not have been mad at you. Yeah. Because, yeah, you made, you made your mistake there, but how many things led up to that mistake that I should be mad about too? You know, yeah. like. I I would think that's that's because ultimately and I don't care if I'm a travel coach or whatever soccer coach track coach I don't care where I'm coaching I'm still an adult and I'm still a role model and I absolutely so I but at the same time yeah. we're not perfect no we're not, and, we're not and I think that's the thing that we should be I never tried to be a perfect dad either I always joke that I'm not running for dad of the year here like I'm you <laughs> know like I, you know I do the best I can and I've owned mistakes for that and I but it was funny I decided like I was trying to figure out what to give all the kids. And what I just, you know, this year as a parting gift because I'm leaving, so our banquet's in a, a couple of weeks. So I decided I'm giving every kid a whistle. Okay, I hope it wasn't supposed to be a surprise. No, because... well, I d- <laughs> doubt that they're listening to my podcast. They don't, you know, I don't think they like me that much. But I want to give every kid a whistle because I want to say, like, be a coach. Yeah. Uh, whether you're a grandma or you're a mom or an aunt or just a volunteer, give back. Go be a coach because I've benefited from it. I've got this opportunity to work with you. And if 30 of you become coaches and then you give, you get 30, the, the sports will be a better place and for kids. And so that to me is like, here, everybody, here's your first whistle. Cause ultimately I was a dad with a whistle. I always joked. I have a t-shirt that the girls gave me a couple of years ago. Just, I'm just a dad with a whistle. Cause I say it, <laughs> I used to say it so often that it became my catchphrase. 
And, but I, you know, and I know I'm more than that. I, I know I've accomplished more than that, you know, but at the same time, I'm still ultimately just, you know, trying to be a good role model for kids and which is really what it is. We're just, we just wanted to, we wanted to help out, we wanted to do the right thing. And that to me is the, really the mission of why we do this. Oh, thing. absolutely. So. Now, speaking of, have any of your kids, do your kids know that you have the next of kin podcast? Cause I know for me, I've had a couple of my kids like, coach, do you, are, do you on a podcast? And they've, so now I've got kids. That they'll tell me, like, hey, we heard, you know, your podcast. It sounds good. We've heard this episode. Well, I don't know if they're trying to score teach just brownie media. points. I or... teach media, so I actually gave credit if they watch. They... <laughs> <laughs> yes. Get those, get those yes. numbers yes. up. Get hey, Larry, do this. Up. Do this. <laughs> if you do this, you get credit. So, And we're coming up on the end of the ten, the first 10 weeks, so you never know. It might be in a, a extra credit assignment. I'll say we're still creeping towards 10,000. We've got to get over 10, way Dune. over 10,000. We're, we're recording Dune on Thursday night. Are, are we, gonna, <laughs> we, we are going to watch. It's actually, think to, we're going to watch Dune. We're going to go to the theaters and watch Dune, and I think we're going to watch the old Dune, and the next Ooh. week. Kind of like a mystery, uh, a, a mystery theater. Uh, what is it? No, we're not going to watch it on the podcast. We're, we're going to watch both versions. <laughs> Color commentate the movie. I'm not going to do that. But, is that uh, pirating? No, we, we're not. No, gonna, if we're you gonna, do just the audio, yeah, I don't think yeah. that would be no, pirating. No, you're not, no, I mean, we're going to go see Dune, and then we're going to podcast after. <laughs> but then we're also going to watch the original Dune and kind of compare them. Beautiful. We do that, that. Our podcast is a lot of pop culture and pop culture news and stuff like that. And then, Hey, anytime you so, need guests, you yeah, know, Matt and I will come yeah, on. Definitely. We're gonna, um, you know. No, but now it's gotten to the point where uh, yeah, definitely, my, like kids, my kids will come up like, coach, what am I going to be a guest on? What am I going to be a guest on? What am I going to be a guest on? And I give the, well, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Oh, you're like your mom. <laughs> well, let's have, talk about that tomorrow. Have kids figured that Did out? Mom, ever say that to you? We'll see. You know, that's a great idea. Let's talk about that tomorrow. We'll, we'll put a pin in that. Yeah, we'll like, put, that. <laughs> put it on the dry erase board on the fridge, and we'll discuss it. And then tomorrow comes. Hey, you said we were going to talk about going and buy some more Legos, and they're like, "You are right. We're definitely going to talk about that one Friday when your father gets home." Like, and those types of things. We'll put and the conversation was never held. No. Like, what, my kids found like, "Well, you never. We've never talked about yet. Yeah, you know, you are right." We are definitely going to have to have a conversation about that. Oh, absolutely! Right Just after, I right, now, right after I not do it right now. Like, <laughs> and it's funny because to like uh, Maria and her younger sister uh, Gianna Colosimo, they'd be fantastic guests on the podcast. But at the same time, I'm like, mm, no. I'm like, because all I could see is just trouble. Like, you know, we'll 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 see, we'll see. And uh, kids, if you haven't realized, we'll see usually means um, probably no. not going to happen. Mm. It works with the younger kids, but as soon as they start getting older, they're just like, no, yeah. you're full of BS, man. Yeah. Like, Coach, you said we'll see like 30 times. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Will, Will does see. You see right there? He's not blind. Yeah, yeah. It could be. It could happen. It could. It's something I'll consider. You know, the sun will explode sometime, too. Like, yeah, we'll right. see when that happens. Right. But, you know. you know. Or then you just get the, the, what the worst is, you just get the question and you just give them the look and then just turn away. Right. <laughs> like that's when you know it's a uh well once they get to no. teenager you just say no yeah no we're not doing that no that's not that's not going to be a thing we're not doing that we don't need a 90 inch television i, no. I like to we qu- have nowhere to put it we're i not like to quote johnny depp you know he's just like <laughs> which is something you should do more often anyway he's, he's you know? just he's just like i'm a little deaf in this ear <laughs> <laughs> and then i'll walk away and they're usually that's great they're usually like what and that's so just, good I was like you gotta johnny speak who? up <laughs> It's like I'm a little deaf. That's when they run to the other side. Coach, can you hear me now? Right. And the, yeah. I'm <laughs> a little <laughs> deaf and this year is great. I got to write that one down. It's like uh, nothing. So. Sorry. Um, now, speaking of that, do you have any like uh, 
famous isms or sayings or or um something that like they know if coach does this he's in a bad mood or he's happy or he's sad or he's They've, whatever like any or any famous quotes or I've sayings. thrown my phone several times. You've thrown your phone? I've thrown my phone into my bag. <laughs> okay. Thrown so, it into my bag. I don't know why I picked my phone. I've always thrown I hope you something got a good case. in frustration because I've got to do something. Like, I know it's been sunglasses and travel. I broke up several pairs of sunglasses over the years. I mean, not I didn't, like, kick anything. Uh, they like when we score because I don't I don't really go nuts when we score. It's usually like a, you know, like. More like the Herb like, Brooks. Yeah, like, it's kind of like, you know, the fist, you know, the fist pumps, like elbows down. I don't know how to describe <laughs> it on a podcast. Um, you know, it's kind of like that. Uh, and they, and my big thing is, so we had, we had a pumpkin carving party, uh, last week, the night before the sectional game. And we did it last year too. And, uh, the kids really liked it. And then they came back and they like, uh, toilet papered my house and stuck forks all over the lawn, which is, it's, that's a, uh, Niagara Falls, uh, varsity tradition that usually goes around homecoming. Um, it didn't happen at homecoming, but I knew it was coming. So they, but it's been going back about 10, 12 years that they've been doing this to the coaches. So this is a pretty old tradition for the girls. And um, But they all showed up at the party wearing my colors, which is just traditionally navy blue. And uh, they had glasses. They all got, like, glasses, like, from the, the, like the dollar store type things. And then, and then stood around like me with my arms folded. So we ended up taking a bunch of pictures of us, like, me with my, like, serious face with my arms folded, like me and everybody. Um and, and, and you know, and I think that they, you know, they they make fun of me, and, and they should because I make fun of them. And um, you I know, think they, that, that just I like goes... that they pick up on. I like they pick up on my manners about folding my arms and that type of thing. I like that. You know, I, they do. You know, and then they always want. Sometimes they know I'm not in the greatest mood, and they know it's not directed at them. They know that they know that my regular job. It's pretty stressful sometimes in the TV studio where I teach, and there's a lot going on. And some days I come over to practice, and it's just been a bad day. And I usually tell them, "Lots of hey guys, I'm having a rough day." Um, I only got really mad at them at the at the homecoming game because they were all farting around instead of getting ready for the game. And I knew it was a game we could win. And they really like they barely warmed up. It was driving me crazy. Oh, I'm like, can we warm up? Can we get our shit? And then you know we ended up winning, which was nice. But I was like, I, ha- I I laughed at them the next day. I'm like, God, you guys drove me crazy today. And they were like, I know, we just homecoming. We were excited. And I'm like, and I'm like, I should have just enjoyed it more. But whatever. Oh so, yeah. No, you get the it's homecoming. It's powder puff. It's yeah, like that's I, and those things are important but too. Like yeah. But we got a big game. Yeah. Yeah, I always, I always thought that those things were important. Having two kids come up through the system, um, you know, they wanted to go to the junior, junior, senior football game, and not have the coach like, "You can't play in the junior, senior football game; you'll get hurt." Look, you get hurt in the soccer game. Yeah, like what's the difference? You know, like, and and I feel like everything is part of the big experience. All those rites of passages, being part of the junior football game and going to the dance, and those those are all rites of passages that have to happen. And that's oh, why you don't sure. would never like, no, you're not gonna, you know, toilet paper in my house. Like, you know, my son texted me when he saw it in the morning. He's like, I'm not helping you clean that up, <laughs> which was fine. I don't want your help. I mean, like, I, I kind of feel like it, it's the, the cleanup is part of 
the aha you made us work at practice and run so now you got to pick up forks out of the grass and because it's halloween i'm leaving them i they just left them as my halloween decoration when out did was it was it <laughs> last year or two years ago you you were telling on the last episode where you made you made uh awards oh yeah and so, you gave them out to yeah, you, you don't know this man this is pretty funny so they they threw toilet paper into my trees and yarn and all this other stuff and forks and spoons so i went and i saved everything that i could including a lot of, they really did a better job of toilet paper that year. There was a lot of like half-used rolls of toilet paper stuck in the tree. So I took those down, and I actually went and bought a few more rolls, and I actually made awards out of toilet paper. Oh, that's amazing. And, and like wrapped yarn around the toilet paper, and they ended up looking like those really fancy cakes. Yeah. Like, they, like you know, like on cake, one of those cake shows. Yeah, yeah, and I Because I had them, and they were real bright colors, and then I ended up sticking <laughs> forks and spoons in them and soccer balls. I bought little party favor soccer balls, like ones you buy like for a little kid's party. And I made trophies. And then I give every, and every, every kid, get not every kid. Last year, every kid got a trophy because of the, I wanted to do something special because of COVID. But I, I don't, I won't give every kid a trophy, but I made about 10 trophies for the team. And it's the same basic list that we all use, you know, MVP, Best dribbler, things like that, and I'll do it. I'm going to do it again. I got to actually, Lee and I said we got to make the list. I haven't decided what I'm how I'm making the trophies this year. I, yeah, you know, I got, I might just buy them this year because I don't really have a good idea. Yeah, we usually do. We usually do three of the big trophies. We'll get. We give everybody certificates, like you said, like best dribbler, best right. this, best that. Uh, Jamie and I will come up with those, but then we do <clears> we do our top three for trophies where it's um, that's nice. That MV, gotta, MVP, yeah. uh, Bulldog, and. Um, why can't I think of the other one? Rookie of the Year. Okay. So we do a Rookie of the Year MVP and a Bulldog Award. And um, yeah. th- I, those aren't the top three, top three, but those are the three we give yeah. trophies for. Yeah. And, are, uh, and that's probably a program tradition too, right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. As far as the Bulldog, I mean, as far as the Bulldog and MVP, sometimes we've done Rookie of the Year. Sometimes we've done Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive right. Player of the Year for a trophy, but usually can, typically yeah, those three. And, and, and I and think I varied vary. it up. Like I, I tried to even do that with track a little bit. I'll track some yeah. tougher animal to do, but I did it with track. I tried to do some words with track. And, um, cause it's funny, like there's bigger teams. You tend not to do things. So instead I tend to try to do more celebrations for track where we have a, you know, a picnic or whatever, you know, no, you know, absolutely. end of the year, these things are just as important as they care about that stuff as much as anything else. Oh, for sure. You know, um, speaking of that, um, as it's coming to a close, what's uh, if you could give yourself a piece of advice? Um, and we talked about this last time. If you can give yourself yourself now, give yourself advice to um, yourself when you were first coaching, coaching your first game, your first season. What would that piece of advice be now that you tell Rich from fifteen, twenty, twenty years ago coaching? Just calm down and enjoy it. Yeah. I mean, it's I, I, enjoy I, the ride. I, that's my that's the advice I give myself. I'd give myself for everything in my teaching career. Too many years when I was a new guy and I was trying a new program or new coach or whatever. Anytime I was new at something, I tended to like my insecurity, whatever. Like I tended to not be too stressed about it and not just enjoy it. And I wish I would have. There were times, I, uh, parts of my career, especially in coaching, where I should have just relaxed and enjoyed it, and it would have been like just it's all fine, it's all good. Just enjoy the kids. Enjoy the time with the kids. Like, that would be my biggest thing. Absolutely. You know. And I'm kind of going along with it. What's uh, Now that you are giving up soccer, and I know you're giving up track and field, you've got two more seasons with that coming mm-hmm. up, um, indoor and outdoor. Uh, what do you think the thing's going to be missed that you're going to miss the most about uh, just coaching? I, I will just miss the banter with, with the kids. I mean, 
the coaching's the coaching. Um, it's all curriculum. Um, getting to know new kids. Like, it's funny because everybody's talking about how hard it is to work with the kids this year. And I want to say something really cool. Like, in the last month, I have met, like, 2025, like, really exciting, fun um, freshmen at Niagara Falls High School that are really into things. Like they're really excited about being in drama club and being in the media program and joining a sport. They're really into it and they want to have things to do. And like, and I, it's encouraging, like, and I'm kind of sad. I'm only going to see these kids for a year because there's some really, really neat kids in this and they're coming from a lot of different angles. And, and I'm, you know, and I'm, I'm looking at that. So, I mean, that's kind of, I'm excited for that, that, that there are some young kids who I'm trying to like, you know, I'm going to miss that. I'm missing like getting a kid started in something like, especially like if it's their first year on varsity or JV or first year on track and getting them to understand why they, why they should be enjoying this and why they, why the, they should do this for four years. So I'll miss that. I'll miss that a lot, getting to know the new kids and teaching them about the program and stuff. Absolutely. And I think that's one thing that people don't realize about coaching I mean, yeah, you got to know the X's and O's about the game. Yeah, you got to teach them strategy. You gotta, but like you said, that stuff is all curriculum. Um, the big heart about coaching is you're almost like their guidance counselor. Yeah. You're almost like a, a you're not almost like you are a role model. Or for some of these for some of these kids throughout the years, and some of the times that you're almost a role model. You're a father figure. You're if you've been coach, you know, if you're uh, for Jamie, you know, ladies coaching, you could be a mother figure. You're yeah. just. Um, you're just that you become attached with these kids, um, not only their their sports career, but their academic career. You want to see them go on further in life. You know, um, I get I get pretty emotional when I have a good group of seniors leave, um, like literally cry. Yeah. And um, on that last day, last roll call, last meet, whatever it is, um, because you know that they're leaving and you're going to miss those experiences with those kids. Oh, absolutely. And it's so exciting for those kids to move on. And, you know, you text them. And I like one of my favorite students of all time. She's in a play at Buff State. We went to see it Saturday night. And, um, and it's, you know, we talk all, she texts me all the time. I, you know, she, I have a bunch of kids that are always texting me. Hey, just, I did this today or I watched the movie and I was, I saw the view because you taught me this. And it's fun when you get those text messages, but you know that it's never the same as when they were in your class every day for three to four years. And you know that, although look at this, yeah, we're hanging out now and you were my kid, my student back <laughs> in 98. So it, it, there is cool ways. And that's kind of what I'm looking forward to the next part of my, my life is finding ways to reconnect and do some stuff in the community with a lot of my alumni um, that I'm kind of close with. So for me, like I'm just going to move in to do something different and find new, find new ways to kind of maybe be helpful to people that are in their 20s now. Like absolutely you know, give them some opportunities with some stuff within my company and stuff like that, that I started. So like, I think it's just, I'm just going to try new curriculum now. When yeah. I leave, so, and it's fantastic. You know. And for me, one of the biggest thing is too, is when you get a kid that hey, coach and I've, I've had kids throughout the year where the, some of them come up to me, like, like, it's almost like they're bothering me, but like, coach, can you, do you mind only if you, oh, only letter. if you want, can, yeah. can you write a letter of recommendation? Like, Aren't those yeah, awful? Sure. Those are the worst things ever in the world. I got to tell you this. I will write anyone for any kid ever. Cause if a kid asks me to do it, um, I know how to write them. 
but I hate writing them. Early they're on, so can bad. I tell you though? Early on, oh, they're so I bad. Mine hated, are awful. I hated writing them I mean, early I on. I hope that mine did not make a difference in any kid's life too much, because man, <laughs> mine are awful. I like, got so nervous. Let me take a moment and discuss one. Matt and what a wonderful student he is. Uh, it's a pleasure to write this letter for Matt. Like I've known Matt since you know the other day, and like <laughs> you know, and you write these letters, and they're like, and I do. I have a. I have several. Letters. Do you have the template letter? I have several letters that are a template. And so I'm like, okay, I got to write one for Larry. Who is Larry like? Larry is a lot like Jerry. So let's use Jerry's letter because that was a pretty good letter. And then you, you know, you word search, you take Jerry out and you, you replace Jerry with Larry. But then you go and you take a whole paragraph out and you rewrite a paragraph that's specific to Larry. And, it, and it's kind of how you do it. Like there's, cause you know what you're supposed to put in these letters. Um, you know, and I've talked to a lot of college admissions people. I have a friend who's a college admission, a, a college uh, planner. Uh, and he's kind of helped me write a couple better letters, and I kind of use those as my templates because I do want to make sure I am doing the best job possible. But they are tough, and sometimes, like, they, you know, the kids are terrible about telling you in advance, so you're just like, oh, I needed it yesterday. Yeah. And you're like, what? And now they're all online, so there's no way you can just, you know, you can't post-date it or something. So you have to literally, like, oh, crap, i got to do this, like, now. And then you do need to react quickly. So, it, and it... And some of them are really, really easy to write because some of them are just too long because, you know, the kids, you, you know the kids. If you coach mm-hmm. the kids in track or if in my program where I see them every day, sometimes for four years, like, you know, three, four years I've known them. And, and you know, it's it's a pleasure. It is a pleasure to write them, but, like, sometimes they're just hard because you, you don't know what to put in. You know, yeah, and then you got to make it relevant for. Well, wait a minute, is yeah. this to get a job? Is this to get uh, going to college? Is, a is this scholarship? To get a scholarship, that right? Is it for like whatever? So is it you know? Is it yeah? Right. So there definitely has to be, you know, and and it's tough to write them from scratch because you leave you forget stuff you're supposed to put in that are kind of important, and you want and you know, the kids, you know, the kids depending on you, you know. Oh, for sure, and that's why when I first started writing them. I was like, oh, my God. I was like, if I mess this up, is this kid not going to get into college? This is this gonna kid going to lose up, a $10,000 yeah, scholarship yeah. because of me? Yeah. If it's, <laughs> yeah, like, thanks. <laughs> Good. No, but, I mean, they're, and they are, like, those types of things are neat. And, like, it's, you know, the ones you get invited to the graduation parties. And that's, yeah. oh, those are rough. Because it's, you're like, I don't, I know the kid. The friends are coming to the party later. So you're not going to know any of the other kids because the kids aren't there. So it's, it's the kid. And all his relatives. Uh-huh. And you don't know anybody. So then you have talking <laughs> to Uncle Joe from Montana about, you know, like fly fishing or something. And it's just like. <laughs> yep. So usually what I've gotten better at is I try to guess who the other teachers are that are that probably going to get invited to. So Amy Shirella, my, my best friend at work, and I'll say, did you get invited to Larry's party? She's like, yes. Okay, I'll pick you up. We'll come up. Right <laughs> oh, you, you always got to have it. And you have another party, right? She's like, yeah, I do. I said, okay, because we only can stay for 45 minutes, right? And to be honest, they don't ex- they're they don't, thrilled that you would come. Yes. They, they just, they just right. want to see the celebrity wave. They, 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 they want to see the celebrity they wave. Want, and, and it's an honor that they would. They're not, try, they're not doing a cash grab. No, they, they, no, no, no. They no, no. want to say you were important to me. Could you come to my graduation party? We want you to meet grandma. Yeah. And and it's funny. Like, I've met a lot of really cool relatives over the years. And I've had some, you know, really cool conversations. And a few of them, as I've gotten close with some of the families, some of them I've seen in other circumstances. So it's, it, it is kind of a, it is, it's an honor, but it is kind of one of those funny things. Like, I won't, I won't miss going to graduation parties. <laughs> I will honestly not miss going to graduation parties. I'd, I'd rather just take, now I just take the kids out. I'll take the kids to dinner. I'll take them to a movie. I usually take five or six of the kids, 
you know, and I'll like, you know, like the track kids when the kids, the kids broke the relay a couple years ago, Mm -hmm. me and the other coach, we, we took the five, the four kids and the one friend, we took them all to dinner, a nice place up in Buffalo. And I, a couple of the girls, (laughs) me and the drama club director, we took some of our girls from last year. We took them to, we took them to a really cool restaurant that they probably wouldn't go to on their own. So we took them to dinner. And that's, you know. Well, I tell we're you, going to Denny's. Like, <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, and they were like, "What do we wear?" Like that's kind of the girls know what to wear because the girls not dress up. The guys are like, "What do we wear?" I'm like, "Yes, and you're not wearing your like you're not wearing flip flops." Can I wear my hoodie? You don't. You can no because it's summer. But what if it's with the flannel? <laughs> it's more formal that way, right? It is. The guys are awful. Like they're just like, "Come on, man, just how about yeah, you want a polo? Yeah, wear the polo. Okay. Run, run, a, run a comb through the hair. Right. Come on." You know, you go, to Kohl's, just go to Coles. Yeah. <laughs> go to Coles. Just tell my have that's mom a, dress you for once. Yeah, my grandmother. That's my mom loves to go to Coles. She's like, let's go to Coles. Okay, mom, let's go. It's like I thought so. that went extinct with like Kmart. Coles is actually Coles is rocking. Coles is. Didn't in they bed. just get like Sephora to be like partnered with them or something? They, I was gonna say they're they, moving they, up in the world. Well, someone's got to you know, <laughs> with all these other box stores that are closing, someone's got to keep uh, keep it going. Oh. Well, I'm telling you, we definitely, I know I'm going to miss coaching against you next year. I know we've had our battles throughout the year. And that's what he good said. Good times. It's good times. And it's always been fun because, I mean, remember when we, you were we've gotten heated you were, games. you were coaching and the coach would say, uh, next goal wins. Yeah, yeah. Even though your team was up like nine to nothing and next goal yeah. wins, which is the worst <laughs> rule ever. Yeah. Those are but, the scrimmages that I so, love them. So to be honest, for our, for our rivalry, next goal wins applied to Ken East. Uh, Niagara Falls and I won the last game, so technically, <laughs> listen, I listen, won. I won the, the rivalry. The way I look at it, <laughs> right? this year you owe me a you owe me a rubber match because we got you the you first owe me, time. You owe you me. Got- <laughs> you owe me two penalty kicks from the the game on. At hey, your place. they were they were legit penalties. No, you owe me penalty <laughs> kicks. One of your guys pulled down my girl in the box, and the other girl palmed it in the. the which what about? Oh, three so it's not bad go. enough that you won. Now you're just bad that you didn't win big enough. I did, no, no, <laughs> not that game. The other game, the game at your place. The oh, that was game, not a penalty. That was, that was see, not a penalty. He, it's only a penalty when his girl goes down. Listen, <laughs> that was check. that was, was one. Check. Nope, it was a slide, but she got <laughs> she all, ball, her, all ball, all ball. She grabbed her shirt. The girl's shirt had the like the fist mark in the shirt. It was on the a back great no call. There I was no great, penalty. Yeah. Now, suddenly, you're a fan of the official. <laughs> yeah, you honestly, freaking hypocrite. No, <laughs> it was no foul. Yeah. <laughs> but it is going to be. It's it's going to be. Um, it's definitely going to be. You're going to be missed on the sideline I, for sure. I, yeah, I mean, it's it's always been fun, and and I try I try to make it fun and not take it too seriously. Oh, absolutely. And it, and it's you know I'm sure we'll see each other doing this kind of stuff. Oh, absolutely. And that's really all it is. It's just moving on to do different things. Like you for know, sure. I'm excited. Speaking of different things, let's get into our hot seat questions. All right, question one: um, What fictional character? would you like to meet could be from uh movies books tv shows fictional character that you guys would like to meet anybody matt we're gonna put you on the spot care to go first (laughs) uh i think i might have asked this question before but maybe the joker okay like more of the comic book joker or like the, the the joaquin phoenix version of the joker no like comic book Okay. Like Mark Hamill voice Joker. Okay. I can see it. So like the TV series. I can yeah, see yeah. that. All right. For for me, I'm going to be corny. Well, 
I was going to say Harry Potter, but you know what? I'm and I think I might be stealing yours. I'm going to say Ted Lasso. I I that's would That's a good one. I would no, love... no, that's a real person. <laughs> Technically. He's got a Twitter. Or or what is He's it? He's got a Twitter. All right, fine. If it's not Ted Lasso, then it's Led Tasso. Ta- I'm going to be Led Tasso. Led Tasso's a jerk. <laughs> He's terrible. But I just I would love to if I could have a if I could have a pint with Ted Lasso, I would love to I I'd love to that would be awesome. I I I got to go sci-fi. Um I we I sit in this room quite often and talk about Star Trek Deep Space 9, which is my favorite Star Trek show. And the captain, Avery Brooks who played a character named Captain Cisco, he's my favorite Star Trek character and I would I'd love to sit in the in his the bar uh, Quark's bar on Deep Space 9 and have a couple beers with him. Like that'd be a guy like I'd <laughs> nice. like to have a cool conversation like cuz he was a single dad. I like it. I like, yep. I like it. All right. Um Halloween's coming up, so favorite Halloween or best Halloween costume that you ever dressed up as? I gotta go for me. I'll go old school. I was I was way too Indiana Jones when I was in high school, so I actually um, <laughs> I went as Indiana Jones, and it was like legit. I mean, it was it was like cosplay like, quality. Did you have a bullwhip? <laughs> I had a bullwhip. Now let me tell you the story about the bullwhip. Um, my birthday the previous year. The, my friends, all my best friends, found some like um, country supply catalog. This is again, this is nineteen eighty three, like eighty four. So there wasn't like Amazon. So they had they. I don't know where they found it, but they found like a catalog and they ordered me like a legit leather rawhide like bullwhip. I still have it. Um, and they uh, bought for my birthday, like five or six, like, you know, tried to use the thing. Harrison Ford used the thing. So I had a whip. I had the hat. I had like a sack where like you put the, you know, the, the, the whip and the, all the, I had, the, I, had the, I mean, it was a, and, and I had this stuff for so long that many years later, my kids actually used it. Christian actually wore it when he was in like, I think sixth grade, he wore the same costume and his brother went a short run, which from another character from one of the, mm-hmm. which was great. Like, so they, yeah, so it was, that was the best costume. I, now it's my Ted Lasso costume. Like <laughs> my Ted say. Lasso costume is pretty good, but I had a bot. I bought, I bought the, the shirt. So it's not almost like, so I feel like it's a cop out. I feel like a good costume you have to make. That's fair. I agree. That's fair. Uh, yeah. I think memorable costumes are usually ones you make. Yeah. I'd say if you just order the, sh- the the costume online, it's not it's not really your costume. It's it's, it's yeah, it's, it's the website's costume. Right, right, right. It's right. Spirit's you're just, costume. You just bought it. You're just the thirty no fifth hundred person, yeah, or like, that's right. that's putting it. It's on. mass produced, and it's not, you know. So. Yeah, Matt, favorite Halloween costume? Tigger. I think I was like one <laughs> years old. I was uh, cute, that's that was cute a, that tigger. was I my one of my kids was a Tigger, and that was a damn cute costume. I love Tigger. <laughs> tigger was the one Disney character that I remember. That was like a like. This is a legit. I like this character. The other ones, like, oh my god, all the Warner Brothers characters could beat the shit out of any Disney character. (laughs) Tigger just had that weird energy. Yeah, like like he was like you could see he'd be like he was like Tasmanian Devil. Like he was he had like a he had like a lot of sarcasm, like Daffy Duck, like like we're like you know like oh then there's like Eeyore, like oh my I guess I'll just go sit in the swamp and die, like you know like piglets, like oh oh my. Oh my God, and then me like Tigger's like got all this like Tigger's like manic depressive. Yeah, like, <laughs> just had all this. <laughs> 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 all 
You know, where I Tigger, Tigger's that's a great costume, and Tigger's a great character. You know, so yeah. Oh, absolutely. And that's a guy. Would you like to hang out with Tigger? I was gonna say I, be, I would you, love to hang out with Tigger. Hang out with Tigger. That'd be like. I feel like if I hung out with Tigger, I'd have to like really need to like. He's on a couple energy drinks. He's on Red Bull. Tigger's he's on, all he's on Red Bull. Like, he's he's been. In t- fact, how is Tigger not a spokesman for Red Bull? That would be great. <laughs> That would be great. So it should be their mascot. The honey flavored because now he didn't read the honey, but like, you know that'd be you know. Uh, for me, I, again, I'm I'm going old school like Matt. I think I was like three or four. Um, <laughs> for whatever reason, my parents dressed me up as a lady of the evening, <laughs> and I didn't know what a lady of the evening oh meant Lord. until much later in life. But lady all I, of the I think I, I might have been five or six. But I remember, I mean, I oh, had the, the chubby cheeks, the little like I was a lady like, of like, the evening. And what my, was your dress? Yeah, was it grandma's dress or something? Where did you get was, the dress? I from? had the big dangly earrings, oh clip-ons. I had the stockings. I had like the big babushka or whatever the big hairdo. <laughs> Cross dressed you? <laughs> Where was your dad during this? Like, you said, oh, he'll be cute. And dad's like, hell no. He's not my son. Not my son. He ain't my kid. But I was, I was a Pick lady of the up, evening. Larry. <laughs> <laughs> That's Don't cry. Hey, Don't you cry. Hey, I won the costume contest that year at the oh, Wilson oh, Fire Hall. Oh, I won. There you go. Oh, God. That made it all worth it. It was probably pity. Your dad had to bribe twenty dollars. Dad, what were you thinking? Why did you let mom do this? He's like, I don't remember. Were you in trouble that day? Your mother so, wanted a girl. That was it. Like that's just, that's so weird. Like I, I like our costumes all sucked. They were those plastic things with no air holes. So you like you were like you know like suffocating by the time you got to the third house, and it was like a plastic tarp. <laughs> it was like you thought it was. I remember I got a Mr. Spock one, and it was like I thought it was going to be like black pants, a shirt, a phaser that worked, and then it was like and it was no, it was a plastic thing and a plastic bib, and there was no weapon, and it was just like and you had to wear a coat over it because it was forty degrees out, yep. and I was just oh. Well, at least just candy. <laughs> at least it's candy hey, where your parents would sift that, through anyways. Yeah. Hey, I remember I got a ton of candy that year. I think I was I was five, six, something like that. But so uh, people were paying the lady of the evening with candy. Oh yeah, I worked that year. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> okay, I had the big uh, what are the what are the feathery the boa the boas on. That's oh, so messed up. Where, where did they? <laughs> who had? Does your mother have a boa? Is there a picture of it? I had a feather boa. There, where is there the are boa from? pictures. There's there are pictures. Be pictures of they, those pictures would never be seen, but there. Our pictures. I never understood the idea of like there was always that the people that always dressed as women. That was always a big thing. And I just nowadays you probably can't do that now. You probably get in trouble for doing that. But you know, it's kind of like don't do that. Yeah, I figure when you're a kid, you could get away with it. I guess. <laughs> well, no, like I feel like after you cross five, it's not okay. And you were like saying you're right. six, five, right. six. I was on the borderline. <laughs> I was still cute enough to make it pass. And then, well, look at me now. Oh, <laughs> All right. Question number three. Um, I guess this will be like a two-parter. Uh, Bill's record, how do you think they're going to finish, and what are your Super Bowl predictions? Super Bowl predictions and Bill's record. I'm going to go with Bill's are going to finish. i got to add up to 17 now instead I know, of 16. I was gonna say. Uh, I'm going to say 14-3. and three. I was going to say I that could too. see them losing one more. Um and then I'm, I said this at the beginning of the year. I'm sticking with it. I'm saying it's going to be a Buffalo-Los Angeles Rams Super Bowl in Los Angeles. I think it's going to be another home site Super Bowl like it was last year. I think the same record, but Tampa Bay. 
Buffalo, Tampa Bay? Yeah, I don't think Tampa Bay is quitting yet. Uh, Especially after the game. Can that you they imagine just had. the hype though in Buffalo, like facing Brady one more time in the Super one more time? He's gonna be. He's gonna retire when he's sixty. That's true. <laughs> That's... He's gonna be around. He's got that. Whatever that, well, that like movie, back in my the day, cloning the... movie. What was the movie where they were cloning him or something like that? Wasn't that the, or was that a TV show? What was it? I saw that where like Brady was coming out of the thing where they were just basically cloning, just cloning him and cloning wait. Him. Are you talking? About, there... Are you talking about Gridiron Heights on YouTube? Because I feel like that's a thing that I saw Bill Belichick like have like a cloning facility. It was <laughs> no, like... no, there was a movie. Was that was that with uh, Michael Keaton? Yes, back in the day. No, 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 no. This was a recent movie. Okay, I was going to say we were watching a thing, and the guy goes in there, and Brady's coming out, and and, <laughs> and, it, and then it turns out that they were cloning you, is what they were. And I'm, I can't remember. I'm going to ask my it's son. Like Geonosis. It was like it was like that kind of thing, and it was like basically they they kill your old body. And they transfer your soul into your new body, and that's why. And he's going to be hundred, and he's still going to be playing. Like so, you're married to a supermodel, like apparently that keeps you young. I back in my day, Tom Brady she's was got a billions. She's got more money than him, so like, oh yeah, she's a she's like a lot worth. She's like double and, and, his value. And 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 I'd be bragging about that. Yeah, I make a lot of money, and my wife makes more. Hate me some more. Go ahead, go and hate me because I'm friggin' Tom Brady. Um, I think the Bills will drop another stupid game. And it'll besides the one I'm going to say thirteen and four, they'll drop a stupid game like the last week when it won't matter or something. Yeah, um, somewhere in there they'll rest everybody or something, and it'll be thirteen and four. And I think it's going to be Tampa again. Buffalo, Tampa. Buffalo, Tampa. Yeah, I'm saying Buffalo Rams. I think the Rams are going to. The Rams are looking good. They finally have a quarterback. Um, can I, but, I don't think I can I when I can tell you there's like I don't think Kansas City's going to make the playoffs. Let alone no. I was going to say anything. I, that's another. That's another take. I was yeah. gonna say. I think they're done. They're, they look. I think good. they're done like dinner. But they have great offense. So what? I hope Patrick Mahomes just like. How retires. do they get? Yeah. How does he have like clear percussion uh, concussion protocols in an hour and a half? How does that happen? What are they oh like, well, you know, got the Michael Jordan magic. Because here's Kansas Space City's Camp? concussion pro- protocol. Are you He's okay? Fine. Yeah. Just put your headband right. on. He, he says. Put your headband on a little tighter, and you'll don't be worry. Fine. He and says I like, he's okay. Yeah, I like Mahomes, and I think he's very talented, and I don't count him out. But their defense stinks. Yep. Like they're they're going to continue to lose games because they're in defense. It's not like they got a guy out or something. They're going to get better. Like, and and he's fumbling like crazy now. They I was going to say they they're turning desperate. the ball over. Yeah, they look desperate. Like he's still trying to throw passes like he was doing two years ago, and somehow people were catching him. Now everybody, yeah, everybody else is catching him now. Because now, you know what I think? Part of it was like surprise with that. Like, oh my God, how do you complete that? Now they're like, he's just going to throw it up. Yeah. When you get a moving, yeah. just everybody be ready because he's just going to throw it like crazy. And someone like, it's just free ball. Go well, even it. last year when their defense was playing decent, they didn't have to score 40 points to win. Right. Now they have to score 40, 45, 50 yeah. to win because yeah. Yeah. their defense is awful. Also, he got married or he got engaged, engaged to his girlfriend. And then, like a week later, they came out that they were pregnant. Well, I call BS. Sorry, I hate uh, him. I hate him so much, and I hope to see him fail. Okay, <laughs> wasn't he on the cover? Of, is it Madden? He's on Madden. Madden, Madden, Madden curse. Madden, the Madden. He curse was on the continues. past Madden. Now he he's on, on the new Madden with Tom yeah. Brady. The Madden curse. Yeah, Tom Brady on the Madden. Brady's been yeah. on Madden twice. He's been. No, Madden. he's been on Madden a bunch. Did he of ever more get? Did he ever get? Well, how was the so year? Madden? I, no, he was only on Madden once, and it was Madden eighteen beforehand. 
I thought it was before he he was on. I thought he was the most he was on the most Madden covers of any athlete. No, he's only made it onto twice. And the one time he was on, he suffered that injury. Right. That's I remember that. So. Yeah, but he's still winning Super Bowls. Well, that was that was the old body before they cloned him. And they transferred his <laughs> before Bill Belichick they, they, made they that. cloned they cloned the curse out of him. He. I, that's. I think it's like a Disney thing. They got like an animatronics like lab. <laughs> no, was, he made a pack with the devil. That's what my friend's dad screams right. at the TV every time we play. Oh him. my! Like, <laughs> I he's love on the it. roids. He's on the, the roids. roids. He's on the roids. All right, uh, number four. I think we're at number I, four. Sure. Favorite uh, favorite YouTube videos to watch for me. I don't know if it's my favorite, but I've definitely been in a kick of uh, watching like old vintage like uh, WWE interviews, like uh, <laughs> like with Andre the Giant. Oh, Matt Johnson, with, I hope you're uh, listening. <laughs> I hope you're listening to that. Andre the Giant, Macho Man Savage. Smell what uh, the Rock is cooking. Hacksaw Jim Duggan, like the old old school wrestling. Oh, I just think it's yeah, that is old school. Or not even that. NWO. Like, NWO, ooh, Hollywood Hulk Hogan, or just just not only not necessarily the interviews, but like behind the scenes stuff. I love like, those behind. Like, those were my favorite. Like the things. stories. I thought those were great when there was like they the were just e in the hallway. True Hollywood story. They were like backstage behind, like they were at like the old odd. And they would be like on a ramp somewhere, and they oh, yeah. just like you know. Like, or even lately, it's like, like that's know, where the sabers come out. Here's the know. stories of how Andre the Giant drank 35 beers in one sitting, passed or, out in the or, hotel lobby, and people just walked around him. That sounds yeah. like a Bruce Smith story. <laughs> <laughs> so those those have been I don't oh, know if my favorite, but drunk. I've been on a YouTube a kick of those. God, I don't know. Do you watch a lot of YouTube? I I do, but it's like nothing. Nothing to understand. Just kind of whatever's whatever's recommended or recommended. I watch a lot. I watch a lot of like soccer, like soccer YouTubers. Okay, so like they do like soccer challenges and stuff. All right, kind of like that dude perfect or whatever type stuff that was here. Uh, not really. I mean, they don't do any trick shots. So like the last one I watched is like, what if? So they got like a bunch of like England fans. And like, or like YouTube soccer players. And then they're like, what if like the England um, penalty kicks that they did in the Euro 2020 was taken by fans instead of? Okay. Yeah. Stuff like that. Okay. Rich? There's this one, I don't know what it's called because my son just shows them to me. So there's this guy that he, he does like a dad bit. And he does like the po every, after the games are done, he'll do like, so, so you watch that. Did you watch the Cristiano Ronaldo? That guy's pretty good. Like that, and he does it for football. He does it for soccer, and he just and he, and he calls his buddy. And his buddy always, whatever the team is that won that week, that's his new favorite team. Yep. So I I can't think of that guy. Have you ever seen this one? No, but I think I know what you're talking. This about. and it's the guy does and, he, and it's a dad, but he comes out and he's like he he's like every day like that you know that Liverpool's pretty good. That Klopp man, that guy can coach. And yeah. he, gets, he doesn't he doesn't know anything. The guy purposely doesn't know anything that he's trying to comment on. So he does these, and then he does them for everything. How about how about that Patrick Mahomes? And he'll sit like Mahomes or something like. Oh, he'll always say it wrong. He always get it wrong. And that, I like that guy because I am a dad, and I you know I feel like sometimes dad, I probably know. am doing that. You know, trying to keep up with my children. How about that Kanye West man? That guy's that, <laughs> that guy, guy's dope. That guy's dope, He's isn't dope. he? That guy's fire. I, his parties are lit. I got I, I got to get to some of these lit parties. You know, I, I that's one of the things I've been doing in the classroom for years. 
I've been trying to ruin all the good catch, all the new, whatever the word, oh whatever the trendy word is. The kids will come in. I'll say, how was your weekend? Good. You guys have a, a, any lit parties? Was it lit? Was the party, were they lit? Can and I and tell the you? kids get so mad. They're like, why are you saying lit? I go, because I'm trying to ruin your usage of the word lit. <laughs> and they're like, well, you're doing a great job. And I'm like, okay. So. Thank you. And I do that all the time. Like, you know, like. Word. I, yeah, word to your mother. Just, That's not even a thing anymore. Do, do kids word. still say word to your mother? They no. Just, they they know, say that about they as know much as they I say don't know. Don't. They know I know that that's not true. So, But like when I, I was when I was 25, 28, 29, 30, I was young and I was cool and I lived alone and I had a sports car and now I'm 50. So I'm not cool anymore. I'm, I'm somebody's dad. And, you know, I'm, and I, you know, and I still tuck in my shirt and you know, things yeah. like that, which I get ripped on. So I just have embraced the fact that I'm not cool anymore and I don't try to be cool and I try to ruin their cool. Oh, yeah. You know? No, I'm that guy like, the, coach, can you snap us? Can you snap us? But like, sure. There you yeah. go. There, that's you want to be in a TikTok. My fingers, no, like Tic Tac. What is my breath bad? Yeah, or like no. Anyone over the age of twenty nine should not be in a TikTok. No, no, no. You not shouldn't even ha- like, you shouldn't I, know what TikTok is. You shouldn't is. even have a TikTok if you're over the age of thirty. <laughs> like you really shouldn't. I'm sorry. Maybe thirty five. TikTok. Are we naming how clocks go? I right, can do that. Yeah, right. <laughs> I heard China's running that. China's got the TikTok. I saw China. that on Fox. Back in my day, we didn't have no TikToks. We had to go and entertain ourselves on the street. We had to go dance in front of like <laughs> mirrors and stuff, and people look at you like there was you're no wrong. camera. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of dances, we're going to wrap it up with the last the question number five. Okay, favorite dance at like a wedding or a oh, uh, a big like celebration, wedding anniversary, birthday party, whatever. Favorite favorite group dance. I hate all wedding <laughs> dances. Because I DJ weddings. Okay. And I hate all of them. All right. You didn't always hate it. What was the one you were always looking forward to? Like a favorite or anything? Um, I guess I'd like to say the electric slide just to see like those like moms that overindulged. And it's like, this is my song. And this is like, my jam. They're like, they're like the gym class hero yeah, at where, the wedding. Who cares where my kid is? This is my song. Matt, you went to Canisius. Did you have to take the dancing class? Because I'm not going to lie, the electric slide was my final exam in dance class for phys ed at Canisius. I'm taking I had next to do semester. Canisius College? Canisius College. We had to take, it was the I first. I think Zach took a phys ed at Canisius. I wonder if he had to take one. Oh, absolutely. I had to I take, it was, it was okay. split up. It was Five weeks of, or it was five weeks of gymnastics, and then ten weeks of dance, or, or vice versa. But for my final exam for my dance class, I had to do. The, I drew. You had to draw a draw song, and I had to do the electric slide. Like you had to teach it? Or no, you... I just had to do it. It was you, you got in groups of five, and everybody would go through a hat, and you'd pick out whichever dance oh, you geez. were. And our group, our group chose the electric slide. So we we studied it for. We got two days to rehearse it, <laughs> and. I got an A plus I have on this, the electric I have, slide. I'm taking that class this coming semester. It's you better it's start working on your fun. electric slide. But you said gymnastics, right? I think it was at that time. It was like ten weeks of gymnastics and five weeks of dance. Because I'm pretty sure they still do gymnastics, and I'm at a benefit because I would say you're I, working at a gymnastics. I coach video gymnastics. Now. Okay. So you got the inside track. You're all set. Exactly. Good for you. You're lucking out. All right. I, so you're I saying the electric slide. What are you going to say, Rich? Go, we don't go to, like, okay, see, I'm at the point in my life we don't go to a lot of weddings anymore. So 
we're kind of like at the point where everybody we know is like their kids are in college. So we're not, we're in between the weddings. I went to a wedding Saturday and I didn't Sunday and I didn't dance. My wife was, was ill. So I don't know. So I'm going to go, I'm going to have to go with the dance. I hate the most. And it's that stupid train. Why are we, <laughs> the, why are we doing a train? Like the, what's the like? And then usually, I, what's da, the da, song da, da, for the da. train? Like isn't it like the conga line like, type deal? I guess. Hot hot hot, hot, hot is hot. the song. Why? Yeah. What does hot hot have to do with a train? Like, I was gonna hot, say, you would hot, think it'd hot, be like, yeah. come on, ride that train yeah, hot, or hot, something. Hot. And I like that song, Buster Poindexter. I love that song, but I hate. That we're doing a tra- and I told my DJ when I got married in 1995. Like I gave him a list of songs that I refused to allow him to play. Yeah. Like I said, you're not you. Don't, you can't do the hokey pokey. You can do the you can do the Italian. What's the Italian one? The the uh... not the Tarantella. The other one. No, you could do the Tarantella, but you can't do the hokey pokey or the chicken dance. And I said you can do. I gave and I said you can do. I, you can do like celebration. No, we are family, but you can't do celebration or old time rock and roll. Yeah. I gave him a real specific list, and I said, if you if you violate this, like I'm not paying you. <laughs> like I knew like the that's, guy that's in the contract, and I gave him a lot lot of like songs that I like because I was like a new age, like a new like alternative eighties guy. Yeah. So we had like Smiths, like Hang the DJ. I had him. I made him play Hang the DJ, which is a Smith song yeah. at the wedding. Like so, because I all my friends were at that wedding, and we those are the songs we went to to the the clubs. When you know, when, if I would have been the DJ, I would have started like the first five seconds of the chicken dance just to see it, and then be like, "All right," and then just change it real quick. But like, oh, don't sorry. let me come over there. No, I had this one you want, just no doors, and I was like, "What?" And he was Whoa. like, "No, no doors,", doors. and I was just like, "Because the guy died of drugs or I something." I was like, or "I was like, so uh, uh, I'm gonna play some Rider on the Storms," <laughs> <laughs> or like, I wanted to feel like, "What if That's I?" That's a weird. One to pick. I know he he was just like he was like no doors and I was like why is the doors like what are you gonna play the end at the just, wedding like, this just is the end. what are the you doors. playing like what what are the like light my fa- I'm trying to think of what are the songs what are the door songs that would work at a wedding I don't know. like not that like this is the end but I was just like, my only friend but like, he had he had to have some how about Jimmy Hendrix Hey Joe can I play that. I don't know. That's or some, great, that's another or, great wedding song. And then that. go, shoot my own lady. Somebody was like, play Metallica. And I was like, you want me to play Metallica? But at, not the doors. But I, okay. Well, you know, Metallica's Iron, classic. Iron Maiden. Oh, well, so now you're getting into regular traditional wedding songs. Exactly, exactly. Money, money. <laughs> that one. There we go. Hey, get. Yeah, like that when your grandma's at the wedding and people are yelling at. And I'm like, your grandma's here. Don't don't yell that at the wait, wedding. Wait until Grandma leaves. Yeah, Grandma. Yeah, Grandma's staying to the end. <laughs> grandma's shutting the bar down. She is. She's doing. She's ready for the electric slide, Grandma. So. Oh, absolutely. She's been practicing. That's why she's you play been, those early on. She was. She was in my group. She did. She got the A plus with me. Okay, so the wedding I went to was at uh, on Sunday, and I was very impressed. It was at um, uh, Wurlitzer. Oh, okay. Very cool. The food was great. They had a live band because the people were musicians, so they knew a lot of live bands. And then they had a guy rolling handmade cigars. Wow. So I got a handmade cigar, which I'm smoking when I get home tonight. And then they had a Ted's hot dog truck. Oh, yes. Outside. So after the wedding, after drinking and, you know, sobering up a little bit and safe safe to drive home, I had a Ted's hot dog with, like, 
and went home. And they had donuts too. They had donuts instead of just Christmas cook uh, Italian cookies, which I like Italian cookies. That's but a, they had like that's a wedding dinner. They had like um, they weren't Paula's. I think they were Frankie's because they were red. Okay. Vel- they had the red velvet donuts, so I'm pretty sure they were. Oh, Frankie's. I love the red velvets. Yeah. It's just chocolate. Love the red velvets. Right? You know, it's just what it's just it's red velvet is a chocolate donut. There is no such thing as a red velvet. Listen, don't I don't, don't, care. don't ruin good. red velvet for Look me. Look it up. Don't ruin red Look velvet it up. for me. It's a conspiracy. It's just dyed red. It's a conspiracy. <laughs> How do you dye something? It's like when you look up to see red. what chicken nuggets are really like. Well, because it's the same. It's straight up chocolate and red velvet are the same thing. Really? Yep, they're the same donut. There's no Is such thing as red velvet anything. Like, Tune like, in next week when we have a new three, co-host for stories three, from the, the side. Last, <laughs> look it up. <laughs> the last three years of my life are just a, are a lie. I love the red velvet. We are currently red auditioning red. new co-hosts for <laughs> next. I don't know. We're going to do the donut podcast. That's what we're moving on to. Don't just discussing that. the. the That'd be a good donut. That's that would be. Why is there not a donut podcast? That should be your quick fire question. What's your what's your <laughs> what's favorite your favorite donut? Because there's first of all, my father's favorite line about donuts was, "You don't have to be hungry to eat a donut," which is genius because you would just if there's donuts, you just eat one. You know, there's no nutritional <laughs> yep. value there. You know, but they're they're delicious. So, and everybody's got their favorite donut. Oh, for sure. You know, for me, it's the bear claw. Well, is the bear, bear claw is that considered a donut or is that a Danish? It, it, I think have, that's a donut. It's, I would say the bear claw is more of a Danish. Um, and it's not the hole because it doesn't have to have a hole to be a donut. You but. are the bear claw of my life. Yeah. I, I, you know. What? Or what, what was the Seinfeld quote uh, where the guy, Elaine's boyfriend, is homeless, turns out to be homeless, and they're digging into oh, dumpster. Eats the bear claw. Eats the, the bear garden. claw. Yeah, you are the bear claw. You are the life. bear claw in the dumpster that is my and life or something. Like, oh. All right. On that note, uh, we're going to wrap things up. Rich, thanks, thanks for again. Having me. Thank you for coming out. Yeah, Make sure you listen to Next, Next of Kin. Kin. And also check out my son's podcast, Zach Squared. Two Absolutely. Guys, two guys named Zach having ridiculous conversations. No, serious conversations over different topics like um, how many fourth graders can you beat up with a stick? Like that's that's the typical okay. topic. And, I'm going to say three. Oh, they 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 have all kinds of parameters. They really are. <laughs> what kind of stick? Uh, a stick that doesn't break. It's oh. not. It's not like an aluminum oh, bat. An it's unbreakable a, it's a, stick. It's, it's an unbreakable wooden stick. It's an unbreakable. <laughs> is it thick or thin? Um, enough that you can swing it. Are we talking about like the, who was that football player that like hit his kid with a stick? Oh, uh, Ray Wright. No. Yeah, I thought Ray it was Lewis. Ray Lewis. Was it, it was Ray, Ray Lewis. Lewis, yeah. It was Ray Lewis. I was going to say, is it Ray Lewis thin, or is it just like a thicker one? I, I don't, no, 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 no. Adrian Peterson. I think it's just I think it is Adrian Peterson. Peterson. I, sorry, Ray sorry, Lewis. Sorry, Ray. You, I think you just beat your wife. I, <laughs> I think I've got... He beat, he beat somebody, right? Who knows? He the Ravens suspended. are full of felons. I don't know. Oh, it's true. Um, <laughs> no, I think it's like a random stick. It's not like a... Like a hickory wood, <laughs> you know, like you like, can't, you're not sanding it down like and varnishing it. It's not like that. And it's like you find a stick and you have to defend yourself. This is good. And these are average fourth fourth graders too. They're not like they're not like you know that fourth grader that's like six two. Yeah, the fourth grader looks like no, he's in they're the, all junior in 68, college. They're all standard sixty eight pound, you know, weak fourth graders. You're not the guy who's working out. You know, he's not. He doesn't know like <laughs> jujitsu or something like that. And that's that, that's the conversations. He doesn't have. have his katra. No, they, they yeah they they're always doing. That's what they kind of they do stuff like that. Pretty they, they Pokemon versus lions, which is a good one. They, they like I I don't even know half the stuff they're talking about because I don't know a lot of the references, but it's pretty funny. So <laughs> check out next uh, next of kin and 
Zach Squared. And you can find stories from the sidelines. Uh, find us on Facebook or on Instagram. And also on Facebook, if there's any topics, any questions you guys have, anything you want us to talk about, feel free to uh, email us there. Um, Rich, thanks again for coming out. Matt, thanks for, me. Thanks for uh, dealing with my shenanigans as always. Whatever. <laughs> we will see everybody again next time on Stories from the Sidelines.